some new Kanye I ain't heard yet. Oh, this is her Donda album? It's literally one of the top five albums of last year. What? It was really good. That was I bad. Heard Donda. Donda? Y'all, Donda? Y'all, you know, I haven't heard it yet. Uh, it you got a couple songs. That's about it. You know what's wrong with y'all? Y'all need Jesus. That's, Man, that's exactly yeah. what's wrong with y'all. I think Kanye Always. needs Jesus. Well, he does yeah. need Jesus. Yeah, he, he got a lot wrong. of problems. No yeah. more promos. No this wasn't, this promos, wasn't from Donda, no was it? More, this is, yeah. Oh, yeah. No more chocos. We on pesos. We get paid. You probably didn't listen to the first five tracks or whatever. That jail song is pretty good. I like that one. Make this no, he got some hard ass beats on this kind of still produce, Jesus, man. disciples. I can feel your pain now. I done bled my vein now. New level to game now. Simulation change. No more problems. No more argue. No more asking who really are you. I know the real you. You know we feel you. You know he hears you. You know we with you straight from Beirut. Now, Chicago, this is the Kanye that we really needed. Yeah. We too. You pray, we pray too. I ain't gonna talk about that Jesus is King album. I feel like if I talk bad about that, then I'm gonna have like, you know, 40 days and 40 nights of hell rain upon me or something like that. Like, no. Locusts is all over the place. Yeah. I'm just gonna say, man, it might start raining frogs around my house. But like, no, I'm just saying, like, when Kanye gets into this bag, yeah, this Kanye, is the Kanye we like. Kanye yeah. is like fucking untouchable when he gets into this bag, man. When he gets into these beats like this, even if it is for Jesus, man, this 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 shit was hard. Legendary producer. Oh yeah. No matter what you got against him, nobody want to fucking see him in a versus. No, nobody. Not even Jay Z. I think he could that's be ridiculous. I think he could beat Jay Z in a fucking. Oh versus. my god! Ooh, I and don't he, know. And he could take out Rockefeller beats all the way all the way through. He I, might. Think, I think Kanye got some. Yeah. You sleeping on some Kanye hits, man? Jay Z got some shit. But gotcha, Jay Z had a career before the Blueprint. He does, man. But you know what? A lot of kids. You know what? You know what it is? We turn this down, man. Thank you, Kanye. We appreciate you, man. God oh, bless. big time, big time. But you know what the problem is with verses? The problem is that people contribute more to like the performance of it rather than how the record really hit when it first came out. Like Reasonable Doubt, that's the shit to us. Yeah. But uh, my son has no fucking idea really right. who Jay Z is. And rap is different. From because it, all he know was like that dude to keep rapping about wealth and like uh, money management and all that shit. The dude that have dreads that's like with Beyonce. Yeah. That's how he knows him. He doesn't realize like his fucking catalog is so fucking massive right. that it existed before he was born. But I wasn't alive when Grandmaster Flash came out. True. Don't push me because I'm close to th- it. Hits but me the exact It hits exact a little same. bit different if you live through it. Yeah, Curtis True. Blow and all those guys. They hit, was they really were, outside yeah. popping and locking, man, like doing your fucking windmills <laughs> in the street. It hit a little bit different. My son will never know the the, the way that I look at cardboard on the ground. Yeah. Like, that let me know shit, some shit about to happen, man. Somebody get ready to fucking spin. Let's get it going. My son is like, oh, man, we got to recycle. I'm like, no, man. Those shell toes look a little different on your yeah. feet than they do online. You don't yeah. understand what you missed, like the era I was in. But, you know, whatever. You have your trippy red, your fucking, uh, man, that was a stupid ass rapper that my son like. XXX I can't even say that like, XXX, who? XXX, XXX, too he, many X's he, he yeah. got another rapper he got uh, he, he got assassinated he got killed like mm-hmm. a couple of years ago but I was actually starting to like a little bit of his music because mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out why my kids likes this bullshit so much but I was like I can kind of get it man the you one, listen to the beats and they mumble through it yeah. it's alright the one I really like was Juice World. I really enjoyed Juice World. that was fucked up yeah he died yeah. of an overdose yeah he OD'd yeah. yeah but I mean still though these newer rappers I don't know like we talked a bit about it before I don't I can't tell them apart I'm like who the hell is this dude you know what I mean but they didn't live through the, the uh, LL Cool we had LL Cool J later on but it was before us you know what I mean but we had the Jay-Z's and the Nas and all those guys, you know, what I mean, Eminem, you know, that we had those. Yeah. Those are big time and, rappers. But kids and I'd, I'd, I'd know, argue man. that any age group, whatever music they were in, their, in their middle school, high school, and college era, 
whatever age group you're in, whatever decade you're born in, you're going to say that's the best music ever. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, whatever I, I, music you listen to when you start having sex is always going to have a song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. There like, you I'm, go. More right. on the point. I, I think can, that was Ja Rule for me. <laughs> like, S- SWV is always going to slap no matter yeah. what. Murder. I had Ja Rule. That's the first time of the time for me. <laughs> <laughs> What do you know about my baby? I had that in the background. How you? <laughs> oh my God. I got so many. I remember it because it was, it was very, very. <laughs> There's so many things about that that's fucking crazy. You got like this dude growling in the background. <laughs> like, you got yeah. pinochle time going. You know? I remember it. I remember it. Yeah. I was like, all right. That's uh, shout out to Ashanti. Yeah. Ashanti. She's still fine as hell. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. All right, yeah. man. This is like. We ain't got no sweatpants on. <laughs> I do. I got Sorry, talking about Ashanti. Like, yeah, oh, man, that yeah, girl's I mean, still fine. Oh, heck yeah. Lord, God bless her. She All wasn't right. the best singer to me, but you know mm-hmm. what? If they're easy on the eyes, that's just that's just what it is. It just, just, just let it be. So, God bless you, Ashanti. Uh, I guess we can put her in the actress, actress category. Yeah. She, she was in Resident Evil. That's what I remember. So, yeah. she had like a quick stint of like, you know, trying the movies. But, you know what? Resident Evil what? Uh, it was the one where the where they was in like the fucking desert. I remember Mike, well, Mike Epps was Mike in Epps yeah, yeah. the second one, right? No, this was like the fourth. No, the third, no, fourth I remember one. the second one being really good. So I know she wasn't in it. You I think called it was like, the second one really good. I don't. Remember I did really like that one. They had like the one guy in there um, from Resident Evil Three with the machine gun on his on his arm. Nemesis. No that, no, that was the second one. Nemesis was in the second. Yeah. One. The third one is when I think it was called Extinction when they was out in the desert. She had, like, yeah, a little that was, was that was Nemesis, wasn't it? Nemesis was was in the second one. The second one. In the second movie, like the second game too yeah, right? yeah. Third, game. Nemesis, uh, third Nemesis, game Nemesis was in the third game yeah but if you but he was in the movie the second the sequel. if you made it to the second scenario on, on Resident Evil 2 Nemesis was in that too the second scenario like if you beat the game with a passing grade you go to a alternate scenario in I Resident didn't. Evil oh yeah you must, yeah I didn't beat it with passing grade Russell Davenport told me about that <laughs> and it was Russell. you had to use so many health aids you couldn't use the spray you had to like mix everything I never beat Resident Evil 2 yeah in Resident Evil 2 Fuck so they'll game. tell you when the game goes off you pass and then you get to go to like this warehouse with these crows and shit and that's when Nemesis first comes okay. and attacks you then you beat him play with him for a little bit and it goes off says Nemesis will return in uh, Resident Evil 3. I never forget it because we went and got the Game Shark book from Blockbuster because we didn't, we didn't know how to beat his ass because every time he come, the video, the controller would shake and, you know, I mean, you couldn't beat him. I love you know I mean? Yeah, so, those games are classic. But he was in Resident Evil 2, the movie, too, though. I remember that. Yeah, he so, was. Yeah. That's when Mike Epps showed up. Yep. I yep. didn't know Shanti. I don't think he was in Resident Evil 2, was he? He was in Yes, that? Yeah, Mike Epps. Okay, okay. Yes, That's, that was his first one when he was in Resident Evil 2, yep. but actually went out to the street. The gotcha, first one was gotcha. when he was in, like, that underground laboratory and shit that yeah. finally got yep. out. Yep. This That's is cool. not going to be the last time we talk about that movie franchise, by the way, but I've only made it as far as Resident Evil 2. But I will bring that franchise up again in this podcast. I, I think I got lost like Saw you know Lost. Because, I don't remember. You know why? Because the actual doctor that was in Resident Evil, I forgot that he had a part in uh, Game of Thrones. He was like uh, the one guy that was on the Dragon Queen side. He had like that grayscale thing that took over his body. Oh, one of my favorite characters. He was extremely yeah. loyal to yeah, that he was to one, Queen. He was one of the, the scientists in uh, Resident Evil. He's a good actor, yeah. I, yeah. I was, he was one of the fa- best characters on that show. Yeah, he was. That's well, loyalty to a T right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Yeah, we can talk about Resident Evil another day. I was always too scared to finish the fucking game. Huh? <laughs> that game was the scariest show oh, of all time. The first game, game was, was really scary. Oh, first scary. and second game, man, because they really played into, like, 
you see the screen get smaller, then you know something's coming. Like the music would change. Like man, oh, yeah. man I'm getting my ass oh, out of here. When you start hearing those feet dragging, oh like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. And whenever man. you would open the door, and then like the, the door would get bigger into the screen, and you close it, and then there's something else is new back in the hallway. You know what I mean? Like God damn, I gotta fight this shit again. <laughs> you know when you ran away from something, and you know it's still there. Like oh my god, this game was a little bit too scary. Right? <laughs> that game I think was James Wan like watched that game. Oh, yeah. He's like, I'm gonna do my movies just like yeah, that. Yeah, that's the evil. The <laughs> game was scary than scary than it was the, the camera movies. angles it always gets me i was like man, yeah I, I wish i could turn the corner so i could see <laughs> there's a scene there's a scene where the liquors the liquors jump through this two-way mirror in the police department me and russell was playing it and we were just so focused on what's going on that we had the tv all the way up the glass broke in on the, in the, in the, on the tv and my dad thought we broke something we were up in my room playing it and it's scared. We jumped. We're like, oh, dad's like, y'all shut up. All that damn noise. We had cheeses. Cheeses went everywhere. Like, it was bad. We had to put the controller down and take a break. Like, man, this shit's scary. So, yeah, nope, they don't make games quite like that. They made Silent Hill. They tried a little bit. But Resident Evil was a whole other beast. But the movies never really lived up to the game to me. So That's right. an understatement. Those yeah. movies suck. <laughs> All right, well, Resident Evil, man. Yeah. Who would have thought? Who would have thought they would try to make a movie after that? I was like, you know what? Maybe they should just stick to the games, man, because these games are so fucking scary. Right. If they ever made a movie about this, same here. Yeah, I, I, been I, I wouldn't yeah. be able to sit through the first five minutes. Right. I'm like, you know what? I'm closing my eyes the rest of the time, man. Mm-hmm. I can't watch this, man. They that turned was... them into action. It got ridiculous, though. I mean, some of these zombies, the, yeah. the, like the main, the main villain or the main monster was ridiculous. You know, I had an eye on his elbow, and I mean, like, it was just doing too much. I don't remember uh, that. Maybe I didn't get too far. Yeah, I was one of them had, like, an eye. I don't know. It was in the game, and they tried to copy it into the movie, but I just felt like it was too over the top. It didn't resonate with me after a while. I might have watched the first two, and I saw one with Mike Epps got killed. He got bitten, and they were oh, in Las yeah, Vegas yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw that one. I think that was the last thing I remember. So. Yeah, and sadly, I watched all of them, and I, I really <laughs> wish I would have given up. The last one wasn't too bad. As far as like a, clo- I tell you right now, that last movie was better than the last episode of Game of Thrones. Man, that's how bad Game of Thrones was to me in that last episode. But Game of Thrones had gave you a ten hour storyline per season, let alone just two hours when you got two years to develop it. Yeah, but I feel like a, I feel like a twenty year old wrote like that uh, last episode. Like he got so lazy, he had no frame of reference of any other episodes before that. I, I do want to ask you, Tommy, when you were going through Game of Thrones. Did they have the creator commentary after each episode where they would talk? They have that available on HBO Max, but I never watched that. What? Oh, that was a big part because keep in mind, I pretty much uh, midway through the first season, I was pretty much watching it per week as the episodes premiered, and the commentaries are great. It it really adds to the appreciation of that show when you see how the creative team behind it. You're one of the few people that I know that actually watched commentary. What? I love I love fucking commentary. I used to watch movies where they had like the director and like the actor mm-hmm. commentary yes. going, so I can kind of get a like. I I did that with Blade too. I don't know I why did that was the first Blade. One. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why, but I kind of wanted to know like what was they thinking like when they shot like this scene, like when they was doing this angle, or whatever. And I remember when they did like the um, the second Blade one, where he had, remember that big fight that he had in front of like the lights. Or whatever, and they was talking about that it was like Marvel, mm-hmm. like really taking a shot at yeah, like doing yeah, like some CGI because yeah. mm-hmm. they're saying like he had the CGI. It looks super fake now. It looks super fake because it was way too fluid and yeah. flimsy, or whatever. But they said like that was like their first big stepping stone to try to do like a CGI fighting scene. Yeah, as far as the Marvel well, universe, I, I was like, I, I kind of, I get. Like that the, was a great. I've, I've, I own that DVD. If you look at and it, that it does look, great. It does look horrible, like video games. Like, yeah, when they turn the lights on, it looks bad. But the 
two vampires that they were that Blade was fighting. Yeah. When they were swinging from the poles, that actually didn't look too bad. That, that, looked, looked, that, looked, that looked incredible, and I remember yeah. audible gasp in the theater seeing that opening weekend when those two vampires are swinging as silent as possible to sneak into Blade's compound. Right. That was one of my best theater going experiences of my life. Blade so, 2, I, the crowd gasping, those two vampires yeah. swinging into his, yeah, into his they, compound. They did a lot better. It was it was a great big leap from the first one to the second one as far special as how effects. They, how they did if the there's one effects. knock about the first one, the CGI in the first yeah. one was god awful, even yeah. for that time period. Oh no. Yeah. I, that, no. How they, even, yeah, even for that 90s, time period. 97 is when Blade came out. Hey, I can't, I, I can't do I have to attack? Uh, keep in mind, Terminator 2 came out six years before that. Yeah, but so, that's James Cameron. He really yeah. put a lot of money behind his stuff. Now he, it, he, look, he, it doesn't he, hold up nowadays, of course. Now when we see it, like, oh my God, this is bad. But I thought it was pretty good for his time. He played yeah, no, no. I saw Blade in the theater, remember, and that was my one not coming out. I remember thinking, when, like, it does look kind of cheesy, like video game edits, yeah. but it, I thought it was like. A lot better than what I've seen in that time. Man, no, think no, of the nineties. No. We were, I couldn't. We you were looking at animation yet. from like <laughs> Disney and stuff like that. Looking at something like that was kind of like a step up. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I digress, man. Let's get this thing. Go. Man, I like how he's getting sidetracked <laughs> with all this shit. Man. One more thing, I saw a thing with Wesley Snipes, and they said that he was so into being Blade that he only did interviews as Blade. And he talked about Wesley Snipes like he was another person. It's like, yeah, I told Wesley Snipes to get his shit together out here as vampires. (laughs) And it was like, well, okay, man, you you can be yourself. You know, it's like, no. He said, no, I'm Blade. He had on the vest and everything. He was doing interviews with the vest on. He's like, that's how he keeps character. And it was like, that's how Wesley Snipes is so good. He stays in character for so long. He was talking to, about Wesley Snipes like somebody he knew. You know what I mean? It was super dope. So. He was he was yeah. messing with people. Oh, yeah. Wes, Wes, Wesley Snipes yeah. is... You know what? More actors need to do that. Though. Yeah, no, he stayed in character. You know what I mean? It you was know pretty what? tight. You know, know what? If everybody in the Justice League would have stayed in character, maybe they would have made a better movie. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No. I don't know. Aquaman no. couldn't have gotten any corny or net for right. Justice League. But and, no. and keep in mind, it's hilarious when they show the opening credits for any uh, Warner Brothers DCEU movie where they show... Oh. They show they show a comic book version of the characters before the movie, oh, how and you see this blonde hair. You see this blonde haired, blue eyed yeah. Aquaman come up, like, and then you see Jason Momoa. That's hilarious. That's 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 a funny tidbit to me. Right, when well, you see the comic book version, they and then should, Jason they Momoa. On it. They should have worked on it. <laughs> it's fucking funny. That was an example of like when you got on the same page with a different designer. They're like, oh man, we're gonna do the old ass Aquaman. He's gonna ride on a fucking seahorse. <laughs> like no, like dog. No, we got a cool one now. Like he got long flowing hair and muscles. Hell yeah. If that was Game of Thrones, he wouldn't be Aquaman. No, well, thank God he got off of that and got to something. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Let's get this stuff started, man. Like, all right. Aside from that, man, how y'all been doing this past week, man? COVID got y'all down. Oh, spirits man. is up, man. How we doing out here? COVID is least of my worries at this point. It, it's surviving in the in the COVID world. That's a problem. And take. COVID serious. No, no, you know what? I'm not even going to say that. Oh, you got yeah. the right to believe whatever you want, yeah. but disrespect other people's opinion. If something makes somebody else uncomfortable, at least do your best to not interfere with that. I'm sick of this line in the sand bullshit where I'm, I can say whatever I want, do whatever I want. I can believe whatever I want. You, uh, can, you yeah, you can say and do whatever but you want. Don't, but those don't consequences ex- come. There, with- there are consequences, and don't yeah. don't expect confrontation. Don't don't not re- expect confrontation. 
if you want to take that stance where I can do whatever and fuck what the other person's feeling or thinks. If you don't even have the common decency as a human being to understand as an adult what makes another adult uncomfortable, then skip you. All right, man. Damn, what happened? Somebody cut you in line at the grocery store? What happened? <laughs> somebody, somebody coughed on you? <laughs> yes, but that's happened before COVID. But, okay, fair enough. <laughs> but it, it just seems like people are being more vocal and taking more They're more, more cavalier, yeah. and they feel like they have a little bit more of a, I don't know, a shield around them just to kind of like be more boisterous with their opinions and everything yeah. like that. Like, oh, I can, I don't need to put a mask on. I hate hearing those people like, I don't need, like, uh, maybe you don't need to put a mask on, but you know what you need to do? Get the hell out of my face. Exactly. Right. Like, just eight feet, man. Fuck six feet. Eight For feet, sure. man. Well, the the girlfriend and her son, they both were sick this weekend. They were over oh, my Lord. house coughing and sneezing. Oh, and shit. I'm like, oh, my God. You got to put up like a hazmat I suit. walk around with a flamethrower and shit. <laughs> whatever whatever they get to ET yeah, house, uh, that's what you need to do. They, they didn't have COVID, thank God. But we went and saw uh, Lavelle Crawford at the comedy. Y'all went to that? Yeah, we went to that. That was pretty funny. Our dumb ass sat right in the front like some idiots. Oh, he didn't get us, idiots. though. He tried Ooh, to, and somebody is, interrupted her. That is so dangerous. He asked me, hey, Sam, man, how old are you? And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, he man. called you up? Yeah, yeah, not Lavelle Crawford, but he had like a, a comedian come out. Whatever. That, which was actually... Funnier than Lavelle Crawford. That's usually what happens. Yeah. Open and act like they really gotta like a. They, really they got more home, effort. color yeah. to them. They really yeah. try to be more impressive. Like the the main act, like mm-hmm. they just got their routine or whatever. But I usually that's how it usually is when I used to go to Snickers mm-hmm. before it becomes what is it called now? Uh, the Summit? Summit City Comedy Club. Yeah. You know because I because I did get tickets to go see Damon Wayans. We, we'll be out there too. Damon so, Wayans came yeah, to Fort Wayne. Yeah, no, yeah. he's coming there on the twenty third, twenty fourth, twenty first. What what day are you going? I'm going Saturday. Okay, we going Friday, I think. Because right, yeah. I was talking to her Friday, but she's like, no, she probably had to work late. So, like, so Damon Wayans is coming to Fort Wayne. Y'all didn't even tell me. Damon Wayans Jr. Oh, if it was Damon Wayans. Oh, if it was Damon Wayans, we all would have went. But it was Damon Wayans Jr. Actually, my wife knows him from like a couple of shows. She's like, oh, Damon Wayans Jr. coming to the comedy club. I'm like, really? And I was like, oh, you want to go? Like, yeah, I want to go. I like him on his show. And I'm like, all right, fine. Because I heard he's a really good stand-up. So if he's anything like his dad. You can be half as good as his dad. You're fucking hilarious. No, his dad, is I already said this, is a goat. He is so underrated in his stand-up. material. And it pisses me off that he doesn't get it. Enough credit. He doesn't. Homie he, the clown. Because he he's came, the goat. Because he, he came, up in, the era, came yeah. up in the era where Eddie Murphy was like king. And a mm-hmm. lot of people got overlooked because Eddie Murphy was such a big fucking star, even on stand up. It's a shame that Damon Wayans got like dropped down. He was a big star in the 90s. And like even he's, after he's Eddie left for like Saturday Night Live, he had like the little stint of like him being on Saturday Night Live. And then he got fired and went to uh, mm-hmm. In Living Color. Mm-hmm. I'm like, could you imagine how big of a star if he actually stayed on Saturday Night Live? He, he was a big star. Who? He, Eddie Murphy? Yeah, uh, Damon Wayne. Oh, Damon Damon Wayne. Wayne. He like, was he, a big star. He still had a great career and everything, but I feel like once you're on like that big, I feel like in Living Color was pretty much for us, like the hood. Yeah, like I, so black I, my wife has really no idea what in Living Color. Is she's the really. same age as you. She's she's three years older than me, but she what? Didn't, but she and she has no she she wasn't raised on Living Color. She oh was my on god! Else. Yeah. It yeah. was, that, that holds up did, today, but they did have Jim Carrey. They might have heard of it because Jim Carrey was Jim on Carrey, there. one of us. Man. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say that. But they like, do know a little bit about it because Jim Carrey. Yeah. But if they I'm, if they looked him up, if they Googled him and found out, like, oh, he's trying to live in color. It's like, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, still, if you're a fan of comedy, you need to see Jim Carrey play Vanilla Ice on Living Color and Fire Marshal Bill. Also. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but I'm white, white baby that. was one of the funniest <laughs> things I have ever seen. He and, is such a genius. Yeah, and you need to see. Uh, what's the older brother? The, the Keenan, show Keenan, Keenan playing Mike Tyson. 
<laughs> walking into Jim Carrey's house. Yeah. <laughs> and Jim. Uh, and, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The King Ivory Wayne's episode playing Mike Tyson walking into Jim Carrey's Jim, house. Jamie, one of the Jamie Foxx's Wanda. I mean, they had a cast. Yes. I mean, yes. everybody oh, yeah. on there. But I will say Lavelle Crawford was funny, but everything I've heard before. Because I listened to some of his stuff on Spotify. Oh, just like going he has in. like a it's set. scripted. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, oh, okay, I heard that. But when he first got on stage, he was talking about how cold it was in Fort Wayne. And that he was supposed to go to Summit City Comedy Club. And he ended up at Summit City Brewery. He was like, man, what the fuck? This ain't no comedy club. He was walking in, everybody looking at him like he's crazy and shit. But uh, he was funny. It was a good time. We ate some good, uh, we had, we ate some good food. But there was a, a guy sitting next to me. Who actually worked with my dad, who was a police officer, retired. Oh, Lord. And he was like, man, you, you want to switch me seats, man? I want to be all the way up in the front. I'm like, no, nah, man, we good right here. He got on his ass. He's like, damn, bro, you look tired as hell. Your eyes red. Because it was like 1030. He was like, oh, come on, man. Oh, man, come on. Yeah, he just tried to brush it off. But it was it was a good time, man. You should definitely check it out sometime, right? Uh, Damon Wayne Jr. next weekend. Friday, Saturday, and he's Sunday, hilarious. I believe, too. So, get out of chance. You haven't seen him. He's going to be uh, Let's Be Cops or that show. What show was he in? Uh, uh, he was in a New Girl. New Girl, he yeah. He was in that yeah. on that show for a while. Now. Yeah. Man, what the hell was he in? Uh, he was in some kind of dance movie with Old Girl that was... Uh, oh, a uh, dance flick. Yeah, like dance the, flick or like something. Like he did like the parody with his family. Yeah. Machines. He had a great role in Other Guys with Will Oh, Park. yeah. <laughs> that was Will funny. Farrell, yeah. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he, he that was, was funny. Yeah. Hope you like prison food <laughs> and penis. What the fuck? Yeah, fighting <laughs> I'm, I'm glad Fort Wayne trying to get somewhat decent names, not just you know. Yeah, they got some. They got some big names. Yeah, like coming Jay out. Moore. Uh, Jay Moore is going to be there. Yeah, from uh, Jay and Silent Bob. Yep, I yep, saw. Yeah, and uh, damn, I feel like it was a uh, T.J. Miller. Aries, yeah, T.J. Miller, yep. Aries Spears. Aries Spears. Yeah, and, like they got some. Yeah, they got some pretty good names. And yeah. I, I, I heard a rumor. That Kevin Hart used to sneak like uh, shows here back in the day, back when Snickers was here. That like, he'll come here on like a like a weekday just to work out material. Really? He was, like, and they were, I remember he said in like an interview he used to go to like Fort Wayne to work out like his material with him and his friends. I was like, what? Like, Damn, we wouldn't have been able to get in, but he's not that much. Hey, older. I saw Outcast yeah. at the Coliseum. Yeah, I, I, Fort Wayne got some big ass. Tupac came here. I didn't. I saw Elton John. I didn't mean to go to the concert, but uh, I got invited. Didn't know what I was getting to. It I'm was about to say, good. I had so many questions. But it was yeah. actually a good show. I'm not going to lie to you. There were some songs he sung that I no, didn't I'm know. Not, I'm not did judging you. Yeah. Did your went, male friend. I went with Beth and her sister. Beth Berghoff and her sister. Oh, I'm sure yeah. she had a strap oh, on during the whole show. No, I'm sure. She, no, she, no, 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 it was actually a great time. Rocket Man, I was singing rock. I had glow-in-the-dark glasses and shit on. It was you a realize great you time. Can't, <laughs> I don't need to hear no more, Sean. <laughs> yeah. However that night ended, I don't need to hear All right. Just like that story of you, Dustin. Do you realize how... <laughs> you know how it was pink too. It was pink. Yeah. You realize how not masculine you are, like singing to your the top of your soul, like like Elton John. Hey, man. I can't help it. It was a you, good time, man. He I, turned you gay. Man. Yeah, hey, for those two hours of the show, man. I, you screaming like, like you screaming like little we girls were. at a B two K concert. <laughs> <laughs> It was a good time, man. That's the only celebrity I saw in Fort Wayne as far as a show goes. But, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I saw Master P when he played for the Fury. Oh, yeah. I did see that. Yep, <laughs> that was right. fucking awesome. I remember seeing 3-6 Mafia. Like, yeah. in a, in oh, a, that's all. That was probably a hype-ass concert. No, it was a small-ass concert. Remember, it was at Pierre's. Was Project Pat there? Yes. Oh, oh I'm jealous. It's back when Project Pat had yeah, Crunchy Black. Damn it. Oh, oh my God. I was like, oh, oh you lucky bastard. Project oh, Pat. my God. Project Pat yeah. making a comeback. He was on the Drake album. <laughs> He's yeah. never left. Yeah. Project Pat's never left. He's the man. Underrated. Underrated. That's just. Oh, I remember <laughs> that. Oh. All right, man. Let, let's, let's get back to the present, man. We're going to reminisce like this. We ain't never going to have a podcast. 
All right, man, let's get to our standing ovation this week. Uh, anybody want to take lead? Y'all want me to jump it off? I'll jump on here because I, I, it's going to be quick for me. Um, I'm going to go with Terry Crews, man. Really? I like Terry Crews, man. <laughs> yeah. I, think Terry, I love this rolling white girl. Oh, uh, yeah, I, white chicks. Uh, that sounded that sound so disrespectful. <laughs> Terry Crews, I don't want no problem. But I, no, I but I do, he I actually just used to be a football player. I mean, he was a linebacker. Yeah, he got I hurt. He, he hurt his back, so he decided to quit and decided to uh, – Take uh, into other endeavors, but uh, let's see here. Uh, I heard he was like he was like bodyguarding on like uh, Friday after yeah. Dex, and then they actually put him in the movie because Cat Williams talked him into it. Oh, That's really? Pretty yeah, sweet. Damn, damn. Well, I mean, of course he's got he's got that Brooklyn Nine Nine. Love uh, that show. I mean, Very I haven't underrated. never watched it, but you kind of talked about it a couple times, uh, Tommy. But uh, he was in Deadpool two. Uh, Blink. Fuck he was. Yeah, yeah, yep. So uh, the longest yard with Adam Sandler, Expendables. He really got you know. He was good in Expendables. Yeah, he was he, real good. I don't know. What, he didn't really have a movie to to support him being in Expendables. You know uh, what movie that he was in that I feel like was an underrated movie. I ever seen the movie Gamer with Gerard Butler. Uh-uh, I never seen that. I heard of that. Like, I heard of that. I never saw it. I'm telling you, this movie was ahead of its time. It's literally like when people like control like um, inmates in like this deadly like a shooter mm-hmm. game, mm-hmm. and basically it was if you survive like 20 matches or something like that, then you get you get released out of prison. You get your freedom. So basically, Terry Crews is playing like a bad guy who was like using like new technology or whatever, where he wasn't controlled by people, and he was like pretty much the adversary to Gerard Butler because he was like. You at 19, you getting really close. We got to fucking kill you because we can't let people know they can actually get out of here. And it was like a bunch of other stuff going on. But I just remember that was a really good movie. A low, like a low-key hidden gem that I might I'm glad you said that because that was a movie that didn't do great at the box office. But the people that saw it liked it a lot. And I've been meaning to get around to watch it. I'm glad you mentioned it. I just think, you know, he had Everybody Hates Chris. He was was in that. He was great. I I never got into that show. That show was real I like that show. That was I've seen at least three seasons of that. That was good. That was pretty popular for a while what happened to it um, he probably could still yeah, find it he had a pretty good rug yeah. he had a pretty good rug mm-hmm. so, but yeah. of course white chicks right yeah I'm sorry for calling white girls I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I can never forget this you pulled, up, you pulled up that song kind of fast <laughs> I had it ready I had it we're ready. going skiing tonight <laughs> yeah. I saw that movie with my mom we were laughing our asses off you play this one as Pete Uncle Tara? I did, I did. <laughs> this is one of my go to's especially with uh, yeah, early on in my 20's but uh, uh, but like, no, that scene <laughs> and white chicks. <laughs> uh, like, hey, baby, put that song. Uh, yeah. I used to reenact it just like him, but no, man, him and white chicks is what I really noticed. This rolling white chicks was one of the funniest. Oh, things I've ever hilarious, seen hilarious! Oh my god! When he picked up um, uh, Marlon when he was dressed up as the girl, he had had me screaming. Like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> You mean to tell me you you're, you're not, not white? white? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody get this jigaboo out of my face! <laughs> that was a that was a great movie. Yeah. That was a great yeah. movie. And I, well, I take that back. Oh. I noticed him in Friday the the third Friday installment. Uh, Friday after that, yeah, when he was you know supposed to be like the big bully. Him and that Kat was a, that was a questionable. It wasn't, role, yeah, man. it was. They definitely that movie made him out to be gay. It was he better. was the, the stereotypical gay, the big cocky federal yeah, prison yeah, inmate. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I just I, I enjoy anything. He's he does the uh, America's Got Talent, right? Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he's 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 came up, man. You don't know. You see him a lot. He's now. a man. And yeah. shout out to him for actually speaking up against some of the sexual harassment situations come yes, out there yes. in Hollywood. And a lot of people who have been killing him for speaking up on some of that stuff. I know. Yeah. I was just thinking about that because yeah. apparently, 
like after he had like that little uh, that little situation where he got sexually harassed, a mm-hmm. lot of people got on him, right? Because after Gabrielle Union said that uh, she experienced some racism on the set, a lot of people felt like he like uh, went out of his way to kick her back in. It was like, no, this set is nothing like that. I have, I have no idea what she's talking about, and everybody was kind of like, really? Like she said, because she supported him during his little. Um, I don't want to call it a scandal. When he had like that situation with the sexual harassment, yeah, yes. yeah. she was supporting him. Like, hey, like we need to stand behind her, whatever. Like, yeah. she, I guess a lot of people feel some type of way that he wasn't standing behind her. So right. Yeah, I that's what it was. That, yeah. that, it was like you don't believe like black women support black women. It was like that movement going on. I was like, yeah, dude, you got to read the room. Yeah, man. like yeah, come on, man. Yeah. You, you yes. It, there's a there's a. I'm just gonna say this once, and I'm gonna say this never again. Sometimes it's just okay to not say nothing. Right. Sometimes right. it's best just to keep your mouth shut and not try to have an opinion about everything well, that you goes know on. What? I, Especially when you're you go, a, right. when you're in Hollywood, where um, they can take your words and like twist them in anything. I think he's just happy to be where he's at. Absolutely. And he doesn't want to bite the hands that He's very, very he funny. Is, yeah. I don't think. I think he's he was kind of like not an actor. He wasn't an actor. He's really always enough. playing the supporting right. role. He was. Was he hasn't had a main role yet? But I think he's just happy to. To be where he's at. Expendables was kind of it for him because that's yeah. kind of like the staple movie of his that I really yeah. go back to because that, so. that at the he, end, that automatic that, shotgun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, that, that put yeah. that movie from it's a height to I, I'm love, I, I like this movie. It was, that's the one with Dorf, uh, was Dorf, Dorf Lundgren, whatever his name is. Dorf yeah, he's been in all of them. Okay, yeah. he was in yeah. all of them. Okay, yeah. I remember them two having like a little spite, you know, thing back and forth. But man, I had to go with him tonight. I saw him on TV yesterday. I'm like, man, Terry Crews is my man. Terry Crews, right. This dude's funny as hell. He was on My Wife and Kids with Damon Wayans. He he, remember he was the bodybuilder trying to show Damon Wayans how to lift weights? I, I forgot, forgot that, that episode. That. I but uh, he, he had it like it fast forward. And he was like, hey, well, Damon Wayans, bitch press 500 pounds. Let's go. <laughs> and he bitch pressed it real quick. And that it show was all funny. funny ass. Hey, I used to watch that after school every day. But he was in that. So, man, tonight, man, great. for me, Terry Crews, what a what a good career he's had. I know he's in his probably late 40s, early 50s now maybe. But he's still in great shape. He's good so and still in great nothing. shape. He had the Old Spice commercials. To me, for tonight, I'm going to go with Terry Crews. What about you? Want to go with uh, Ryan? I do want to say shout out. Good choice, Sean. Mm-hmm. And shout out to your barber for that crispy lineup. Oh, thank good you, man. Guy. I appreciate it. I like to be crispy every now and then. Good stuff. Good yeah, stuff. Yeah, and it's been two or three days ago. So, yeah, it's not as crisp. It was sharp earlier. You should have seen it Friday. People were cutting their hands on it. Man, <laughs> like, God, oh, sheesh, man. I was bleeding uh, everywhere. I'll show you There's guys. There's something tomorrow. about, like, a, a brand new hair. This is certain things about. It gives you confidence. Like, but, like, the yeah. male experience mm-hmm. that women will never understand. understand there's, yeah. there's two things in my life. That no matter what, it never feels better than that. That's one, coming out the barbershop with a fresh-ass haircut. I remember those Two, days. get new underwear. I don't know why, but you <laughs> feel like underwear. a brand new. You feel like a brand new man when you put on some brand new underwear. <laughs> yeah, and it just hugged the hips and the thighs and all the right places. Uh, the old underwear, the elastic popped everywhere. Oh, yeah. You're gonna get you some um, Duluth underwear like those. Uh, <laughs> no, the, uh, those look expensive. Though, yeah, but, like, but, got like a dick pocket. I'm a boxer. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a boxer man. Hey, I don't like boxers. I like boxer briefs. No, I need some hugging on me. I don't want it loose. Yeah, like, it's I got, too loose for boxers. Too much air getting there. I mean, you just. I need my space. But <laughs> teach, teach their own. Teach their own. Teach their own. But yeah, there's there's, there's, there's nothing. I need my space. I never heard it like that. Before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to man. each their own. You like to feel the wind. Like, oh, no, no, man, it's too much. You might as well just be free balling. <laughs> be that. like, that'll make no sense. <laughs> Come on. Oh Lord! All right, man. What you got, Ryan? I, I do want to, but just before I lose my train of thought, um, shout out to Terry Crews for having one of the best non-speaking roles in movie history. For not, he wanted to laugh. I promise you. Hmm. 
But when one of our finest American actors starts saying, "You bitch made," my- I'm putting cases on all you bitches. Oh, he was in the crowd. That's I right. Yeah. He wasn't training dead. Yes, yeah. he's he's the guy in the background. For him not laughing during probably the the five plus takes they did. You know he wanted to break. And he was a guy flipping birds on trade day. <laughs> so that big cocky dude flipping birds, that's Terry Crews. And Terry Crews was probably in Denzel Washington's best scene. King Kong ain't got shit on me. Yeah. That's Terry Crews in the background. Oh, Shout wow. out to him for wow. not laughing. I completely forgot that. That's a effect right there. Shout out for him even being in that. You know, oh, so, yeah. yeah. You got to start somewhere. Yep. That was fucking awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah, good stuff, Terry Crews. All right, Ryan, what you got for sand ovation this week, man? I'm, uh, there's a movie that uh, I have not seen yet, which got a limited release and actually popped up in Fort Wayne theaters in uh, for a couple weeks. I don't even know if it's still playing, but I decided I'm going to wait and see it on video. It's called Licorice Pizza. Oh, yeah. You've been telling us about that. I think you put that on like your, That's been uh, your AMC. top. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I, 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 probably, I talked about it well, at I remember you, like, a movie that you was looking forward to seeing. Yes, when we did the original top 10 of 2021 I, I had a list of movies I haven't seen yet that may pop up in my top ten. That popped up on a lot of lists as far as like being like one of the top movies. Like when it when it did get released and people actually saw it, there was a lot of good reviews from it. It did, and I was and, like, yeah, like if it doesn't get released like that, like and nationwide, I'm, I'm I, telling I usually you, don't care. It's and honestly, the previews didn't do a lot for me. Yeah, I didn't know what the fuck I was looking at. But there are certain filmmakers that I will follow anything that they release. Now we, and I'm sorry, listeners, if you have. Any listeners here with kids under 18, cover your ears right now. We talked about big white dicks in previous episode. So we're going to talk about uh, Boogie Nights one time. You did. Uh, Not us. <laughs> that was you. That's clear. That was that. you. I talked about Boogie Nights and Tommy brought All right. Boy. I might have said something. He said yeah. something about big white dicks. I just talked about Boogie Nights. Tommy <laughs> brought up big white dicks. But anyway, All right, Boogie Nights is fucking <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And... It is a good movie, but it's not a movie that you can like reference to anybody freely in conversation. It's just um, one of those movies that's like, like you, are you sweet? But it's, it's it's more than Mark Warburg Mark Warburg showing his stuff. It really shows it's a great character study for people who would love to be doing something else as a professional career. But this is the career they found themselves in, and they actually end up having a, success. It had a lot of really good complex characters that, it when I think about it in uh, retrospect. Like seeing uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, like how he was obsessed with like uh, Mark Wahlberg and yes. like uh, J.C. John C. Riley wanted to be like his sidekick in all those yes. movies, and then like William H. Macy had like the wife that was a porn star, and like, yeah. I think he was yes. like a Don Cheadle considered himself a serious actor che- like, and was- got disrespect. He want he yeah he tried to start his own business and he liked country music, and the guy said, "Hey, we hired you to be the." the token black guy and you're sitting here playing country music while you're trying to sell stereo systems <laughs> get your shit together man yeah. you better play some marvin gap in this bitch and it, 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 it was it took it really took me to a time yeah, period as a movie, it, it, it was really good it just had like unfortunately the backdrop of porn of pornography yes. like in the industry it was just it's a weird movie you really can't talk about like, like sure to, you to, can to, if you want to talk about the best movies no. in the 90s boogie nights is on that list but I do want to bring up the, the filmmaker that I want to spotlight tonight, Paul Thomas Anderson, which you guys brought up the damn Resident Evil movies. The director of that entire franchise is married to the lead actress from The Fifth Element. Ooh. And his name is That's Paul. That's what you get to go home to? That, he, he does. Nice. But this is not the same film. His name is Paul Anderson. 
and he fucking sucks. I'm sorry. I hated all the. I hated all of those resumes. He, he can, no, no. The first one wasn't bad. It was bad. No, I I, I paid I, for that in theaters. We, I didn't like it. We can I, argue another day, but I remember I enjoyed myself once again. You can enjoy, listeners. You can enjoy a bad movie without feeling bad about it. Yeah. Okay, I, I know. There are I know a few bad people like out that. there that we all love. Me and you enjoy Malignant, but you know, uh, uh, over yeah. here, seems <laughs> sure. as a yeah, thing ever made. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah. absolutely. This and I, opinion, I, I like, Lepre- I like the original Leprechaun. That, that, uh, that was good. Yeah, it's really? funny, dude. It's funny to me. It, it's fuck? hilarious. Yeah, I like Leprechaun in space. I, I, I'm not afraid to make. I no, no, I don't like that. One. I enjoyed Jennifer it. Jennifer Aniston was in Wait, the first. It one. went to space. He went to. Sp- so did Jason. He went to hood. Well, Jason went to space, and we all know how that ended. That was terrible. Leprechaun in the hood. I think that was the last thing I seen. Where ice, ice tea. Yeah. A friend with weed is a friend, a friend in me. <laughs> like, oh, I, I didn't like Leprechaun the Hood, black folks. I'm sorry, I didn't like Damn it, but you liked them in space, though. Yeah, I did. That is kind of weird. You hate your own people. That's what it is. That's God not true. You a self-hating black man. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to support our movies. So you support that, like NASA. That does that does not count as one of our That's movies. That's exactly how a white man a white man was behind Leprechaun the Hood. That was a white man's perspective yeah, of living. I, in I understand, yeah. So but I digress. Paul Thomas Anderson. Licorice Pizza in theaters. Now, I haven't seen it yet, but the man behind Boogie Nights, mm-hmm. he also made a movie by the name of The Master, which chronicles the guy who created Scientology. And oh, that had uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip there? Seymour Hoffman. I remember that one. <laughs> and uh, Joaquin Phoenix <coughs> as his protege. Mm-hmm. Very good movie. Uh, there was a movie about a guy trying to make a fortune in the oil industry during the industrial period of the United States called There Will Be Blood. Oh, and Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis. I didn't know he did that good one. Good gracious. That, nice, that nice. movie That movie is freaking fantastic. He won an Oscar off that one, didn't he? Well, I believe shit. so. I if, like he, if he didn't, he should Daniel, have. If he didn't, he should have. That I movie like was awesome. Daniel Day-Lewis even takes the screen, he wins already. Like, I hear that. It's like, oh, man, why did anybody even try to act that year? Man? No. Like, just give up. I, I understand. I understand. Uh, he made one of the few serious um, Adam Sandler movies. Uh, that is a movie by the name of let me, that punch, punch Punk Drunk Girl. That was uh, good. Yeah, punk drunk, a movie yeah. which I remember not liking that much. Is that when I was saw in the grocery store. I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah, he I was in a grocery store. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. Like, I blacked out on that movie. I barely remember. <laughs> I didn't like it when I first saw it, but yeah. as an adult <clears throat> and seeing somebody in their late twenties trying to start their own business, I appreciate it more in the age we live in. That movie, we were young as hell when that came mm-hmm. out. Okay, it might be. We'll watch it again time. as an adult It'll if you have it, yeah. if you have any intention of starting your own company. You'll you'll probably appreciate it more. But this is a filmmaker. I'll um, he came up in the nineties. There was a lot of Quentin Tarantino and Spike Lee. They they're pretty much having breakthrough movies. But I'm putting Paul Thomas Anderson in that same category. And uh, there was a uh, another movie which I'll talk about later on in this show. I try to kind of have some variation in some of our topics. But there's another movie, which was his directorial debut, which I'll talk about later in this show. But Paul Thomas Anderson, any movie he's behind, he has a he has a great uh, skill of not only writing his the dialogue and the storyline for the movies, but he has a film craft that is uh, at the top of the line. Uh, 1999 was a groundbreaking year in the world of cinema, in my opinion. Leading up to 1999, it was all about Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace, and at the top of my head, probably Will Smith, Wild Wild West. That was supposed to be the two biggest movies of the year. 
But The Matrix ended up dominating 1999. Mm-hmm. But he made another movie that had one of Tom Cruise's best rules called Magnolia, uh, which yeah. is if you're mm-hmm. if you're a, a, a John C. Riley fan, this is also one of John C. Riley's best roles as a police officer. But Tom Cruise as as a uh, male motivational speaker in the 1999 Magnolia. I'm about is, to say, don't say too much about it because I haven't seen. You haven't seen Magnolia yet? Oh. Tommy, put that in your top of your watch list. That, it, that it, movie, was, it was such a left turn from what I'm used to seeing with uh, Tom Cruise. I was like, "What the hell is this bullshit?" But he was a he, it's he he was a supporting. Well, you know what Tom he was maybe he was going through a phase. He was doing that Vanilla Skies and all that bullshit around that time. Yeah. It was, was kind of like all right, it was a weird time like, frame. Like, he, like, come on, man, start running. Like, get I, back I, to I hear action. you. I hear you. But that that's a top five Tom Cruise role, and I would argue that the first ten minutes of Magnolia are some of the best op- filmmaking of. Anybody in the industry, we're talking about Scorsese, Spielberg, Damn. Hitchcock. You the a lot. first ten yeah. minutes of Magnolia, some of the best filmmaking I've ever seen. And uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Uh, there's a short list of movie directors. Well, I'll see anything with your name on it. You're on that list. Shout out to you. You made some of the best movies in in history. All right. Well, shout out to you. Damn. Damn, damn, you you really selling that Magnolia yeah, right yeah, there, man. Yeah, the first ten that. minutes, I'm big. Fan. I feel like I've seen it, but I don't remember because the much first of it. five to ten minutes of any movie is really going to dictate like how much you're going to enjoy that movie. You got to sell them like quickly yeah. on this because the attention span of people nowadays is just like just fleeting. For some well, reason. I, the first ten minutes of that movie, I tried to introduce that to a couple of my childhood friends on DVD. Which keep in mind, they didn't really enjoy as much as I did initially. But the person's house I was spending the night at, his mom studied criminal law in college and she walked in during that and said oh yeah the mom got charged for murder in this case so the storyline they play out those three storylines they play out where they say this can't just be a matter of coincidence that's an actual criminal case that, that they teach law students in the united states so when you see somebody getting shot with a shotgun falling from a building through a window that's an actual criminal case they teach to law students. That oh, wow. All three storylines have actually happened. And he sums all three cases up in the first 10 minutes of that movie. And that's pretty much the underlining subject line of that entire movie. Magnolia is great. He's known for Boogie Nights. And I'll talk about his directorial debut later on the movie. Later on the show. But Paul Thomas Anderson, you fucking rock. <coughs> all right. Well, shout out to you. Yeah. All right. Now, mine, I'm going to go left field because I feel like I need to need to switch it up a little bit, man. I really need to get a little bit more diversity on who we're shouting out. And the one I'm going to shout out this week is a man who is, well, let's just call him what it is. He's a, an all-time great world-famous uh, cinematographer, and that man's name is Michael Chapman. So I'm talking about. You familiar with his work? I'm not. All right, man, let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me just run through his but resume. You're, you're great at pointing out underappreciated aspects of the filmmaking industry. Yeah, because I really try to get all over the place because I do, I always said, like, I have a high appreciation for stuntmen because I think, oh, I know y'all, y'all feel about Nicolas Cage. I feel like I oversell him a little bit, but Nicolas Cage summed it up perfectly. Like, every stuntman has to be a movie star and every movie star has to be a stuntman. So the way that the relationship is with stuntman and actor it's just something that you can't really describe, man. Like you really have to protect one another. Like they're there to help you make help you look good, yep. and they're there to protect you to make sure like no one gets hurt, and that's what they get paid for. So all that hard work that stuntmen put in there, and a lot of them 
get injured. Some of them even die. I shouted out one or like in our earlier episodes, yeah, man. Like episode, yeah. Like it is a risky job, and oh, you really yeah. have to be like pretty much like like really screwed up in the head to try to say, hey. Instead of you getting paid all those millions of dollars to do this movie, let me jump off this building yeah. while they douse me in flames. <laughs> yeah. And I'll make it look good so the audience can appreciate the action right. of this movie. Let me do that for you. Don't worry about it. And I'll get paid like a fraction of what you get. I'm like, you really have to be a sicko to say that you want to do that as a career. Yes. So that's why I fully appreciate like those those little fucking rage heads, like you know, all those little adrenaline junkies that you'd be out there to like jump off a cliff on the weekend just because they bored, mm-hmm. like shit like that. I, I'll, I'll never understand y'all, man, but I, y'all have my respect <laughs> because y'all definitely make our movies look good. So appreciate y'all. But as far as the cinematography, like guy who is like responsible for like the visual of the movie, who was like, um, how can I say, like we see all those cool ass camera angles, man, that they be doing, man, like they. Like they get the right lighting and all that shit, man. Like it really is a fucking like art and it science. Absolutely thing. is. Like absolutely. it's not fucking easy to do, man. Everybody can't get green screen and make everything look fucking pretty. Some people gotta actually do the hard work back in the day before they had all this fucking technology. Oh yeah. If you if you're shooting on film, you had to get it right during that shot. Mm-hmm. There was no digital editing that you could get away with. You develop it in the dark room. If your shot looks like shit, it's coming out looking like shit. All right, well, let me run through his credits. So y'all just tell me how y'all feel about these movies that he's he's been a part of. Uh, Taxi Driver with Dang. Robert De Niro. Uh, the Lost Boys. Oh, definitely. Ha- have great. you heard of that yeah, movie? One yeah, one of my like, favorites. Not bad. Oh, like Primal Fear, The Fugitive. Whoa, wait, Primal Fear? That's him. Richard Gere, Edward Norton. Yep. I love that movie. Okay. Raging Bull. Another, uh, Damn. Robert I Nero. love Black yeah. and White. And, yes. just, and just to give us a little bit more diversity in his uh, category of like cinematography, Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> Who would have thought? This dude was really all, uh, over, all, the all over the place. Yeah. If oh, you're behind Taxi Driver and, and, and Raging Bull, you're going to get you're gonna get work. Right. <laughs> Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Not bad. Not bad at all. I don't Underrated. Another good, good an underrated movie. movie that I enjoy that came out in the like I think it came out in early two thousand uh, Evolution with uh, David Duchovny and uh, Orlando. The director of Ghostbusters made that. Yeah, that was good. He was also a part of Ghostbusters too. Oh, right. yeah. So he was all over it. The Wanderers, like oh Lord, like uh, Rising Sun, the one with a. Uh, um, Sean, Connery. Sean Connery and uh, Wesley Snipes. Snipes. Yeah. yeah, he was part of that. Um, the, one with the, the bad guy from, from Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, keep in mind, uh, parents turn kids away. And Rising Sun, the bad guy from Mortal Kombat, had a girl dip her titty in sake, and he sucked it off the sake. He sucked the sake off the titty. That was fucking awesome. Sorry, I never forget that. <laughs> Why is that in your brain? <laughs> I, don't I don't even know what to say to that. Yeah. I got I got goals before I die, Tommy. I got goals before I die. You know what? I appreciate you having goals. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't have a goal. Man. Like this, is, and um, like his um. He was actually the director of like one of Tom Cruise's like earlier um, uh, movies, like All the Right Moves. Have y'all seen that one? Never mm-hmm. saw that. Never it was it. they called it like Tom Cruise's like breakout role. So I guess you can say was he the bartender in that movie? Was that no, you're thinking about uh, cocktails. Cocktails. Okay. All right. Okay. I think this is never like, saw that one. Either. Yeah, this was before that. Yeah, but uh, like like a resume like that, man, you can't fucking scoff at. He's man. The Somebody that's man. been around because he passed away last year. I think September twentieth uh, of last year. So I wanted to make man. sure I gave him like a shout out. Because I do appreciate that people that 
that work on eh, like all kinds of aspects of the movies. I call out casting directors, man, cinematographers, directors, man, producers, man. I like all of this shit because all of it goes into the great movie experience. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Michael Chapman for all that you've done. And uh, God rest your soul, man. You, you did a great job. You left us with some good memories. So thank you very much. I'm, I'm glad you said that, Tommy, uh, because one of my best friends uh, in my lifetime is a guy by the name of Brad Walter. And uh, my freshman year in college, I decided to major in film production and general education. And in one of my film classes, a guy by the name of Brad Walter did the lighting on this little 15-minute movie we made. He was the cinematographer on that. And we shot that on 16-millimeter. And he did the lighting behind that. And that, that really is an art. Because if you don't get the lighting right for that particular environment your your movie will look like crap digital editing has helped a little bit but still there is an art form to that and shout out to you for pointing out the people behind the scenes who don't usually get the credit because yeah just in my uh general conversation with most people who are, have any interest yeah and, they don't and, know shit like that they yeah, do yeah, but no. and I, I would also say if you can find a career in anything outside the inter- entertainment industry go for that because this industry is is fucking difficult to break into. Ruthless, it, it's ruthless, yeah. and it, it has its own politics. And it, if you can find happiness doing anything else outside the entertainment industry, go for that and support your family, live a happy life, and enjoy entertainment again. Never try to get a career in that. that. That's my motivation. So only do that if you absolutely feel that you have to. But yes, I'm glad you shout out the art of cinematography because. That's a big part of why we like a lot of movies that we do. Absolutely. Like, the lighting alone can change it from, like, being, mm-hmm. like, a major production-like movie that's getting, a, like, a worldwide release and and look like a fucking soap opera. Yes. Like, like the lighting, like, the cinematography, like, it's a very underrated thing. Like, big time. Like, y'all just, like, just educate yourselves, y'all, man. Yeah. Just, just look up all these people that's doing all this fucking hard work, man. Like, it's not easy. You really have to fucking love it, man. It really is kind of like being like a graphic designer. Like you, you the deal with the shit that you have to deal with sometimes, like yes. listening to people, like you make like some beautiful piece of art on this fucking computer screen, and then all of a sudden everybody just critiques your shit to look like fucking like word paste or something. Like <laughs> it, 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 it kills me sometimes. Yeah. And I'm glad I don't have to do that professionally because I got my job just doing something other than that. Yeah, other people do it, but that, like shit like that kills me, man. Like it kills the art. Of like what you're trying to do, so I'm I'm just glad that people really appreciate that art enough to actually go into a career like he did and and last as long as he did. Like saying like you did Taxi Driver is enough. Yeah, I know that's yeah. a that's a fucking flex right there, man. Yeah. To yeah. say like you do shit like that, and you've been around for so long. So, well, God bless him, man. Like I, I love everything that you did, and everybody that's in the movie industry, man. I support y'all, so I'm always going to shout y'all out. So thank you very much. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, Tom. All right, let's get to binge worthy. Uh-huh. Let me jump this off because. This was something that I just took a leap of faith on. Uh, have y'all seen the TV show The Boys that's on Amazon Prime? I've heard about it, but I haven't seen it. Superhero yeah. show? Superheroes. I've yeah. seen the previews for it. Yeah. Never saw it, it. I have to say, it's one of the most disturbing shows that I have seen in a long time because they are really pushing like the envelope on how close to the edge of fucking crazy they can get with how superheroes would act. It's literally like Hancock on steroids, and mm. they take acid. It is really all over the place. It is some of the most gruesome, like, cutthroat, man, like, nasty, like, over-sexualized, rapey vibes that I've ever gotten off of a fucking TV show. And it's supposed to be about superheroes literally, like, being, like, these angelic things that we look at, like, from afar. But when you look behind the scenes, they're, like, all fucking 
cokehead, drug addicted mm-hmm. addicts that fucking power hungry. They they kill everybody, and they have like this big ass company that literally ha- makes billions of dollars off their back and covering up their shit. Like if they accidentally kill somebody, immediately a lawyer, a lawyer goes out and tries to shut them up. Literally, the first episode of this, like, get this, the first episode that I saw, within, like, the first ten minutes, you see this dude working, with his, and then his girlfriend comes to his job, and they come outside, they're walking, they're talking, whatever, and she's just standing there, they're getting ready to kiss, and all of a sudden, bam, she literally explodes. What Blood the hell? fucking <laughs> everywhere, no. all because, like, the fastest man in the world... Literally was so fucking drugged out that he didn't know where he was running to. Damn. And he ran through her. Wow. And she exploded every fucking way. Okay. He's literally standing there holding her hands because the rest of her body literally (laughs) went all over the fucking place. Good God. That literally set the tone for anything can fucking happen in this show. And God damn it, everything has happened in this show. And I'm pretty sure I haven't seen everything yet because I got through the first season. It is a really good show, but it's really fucked up, like, the way they paint, like, uh, superheroes. It literally is like the flip of, what is that movie that we saw, like, The Bad Superman? Oh, Brightburn? Brightburn. Yeah, yeah. It, it is that worth watching ourselves? Yeah, that's yes. dope. Oh, that's my God, dope. that movie is so good. Yeah. Okay, okay. Just, yeah, just imagine Superman being rogue, being opposite. Yeah, he was like Came a, to take us out instead of came to... Sounds freaking tight. Super yeah. dope. It's literally yeah. like if Macaulay Culkin had superpowers. Yeah. yeah. It's like, the, it's like, what was right. it, the good son, the bad the son? Good, the the good son, yeah. yeah. Just imagine him having superpowers. That's yeah. exactly what it is. And right. Oh, my God, it was Once so he recognized up. what he was, he, he, he was, it was all over for humans. It was done. It literally so, feels yeah. like this yeah. kid could have been in this show. This is exactly yeah. how that show is. Yeah. It's it's good. It's it feels like it's groundbreaking on how they're portraying like this kind of like a superhero show because I'm so used to like the clean cut. Like even with Hancock, we, you kind of saw how they had the they had to show like accountability. You can't yeah. just be like Superman, destroy some shit, and then you go on with your life. Like this is all about <laughs> hey, like we have to clean up everything that he mm-hmm. fucking does. He literally killed somebody by accident with his laser eyes. We have to pay them off to shut them up. Like all this. This stuff that's going on in this show is it's amazing. And I am really addicted to it. And I, the only sad part about it is it's only eight episodes. They are an hour long. So y'all feel like y'all really watching a movie yeah. like every hour. But a buddy at my job told me about it. And I, I, I just kind of shoved it off. I didn't, never got a chance to watch it. I shoved it, it off too because everybody yeah. kept telling me like because they all know. Well, why don't you tell people like you, you yeah. love movies like that? They always give you your recommendations. Right. And for the most part, a lot of them is kind of like trash recommendations because I kind of know good movies. <laughs> but this one, this show was kind of like. Ooh, wow, I slept on this way too long. Yep. This shit is dope. You sold me That's on Amazon, right? Did. Amazon Prime? Yeah, mm-hmm. Amazon Prime. So, And I think the the third season comes out, I think it comes out every year in the summer. Like, well, more consistent than Stranger Things at the very least. <laughs> but, yeah, I would definitely recommend y'all go watch, like, The Boys on Amazon Prime. Great fucking show. And don't watch it with your kids. Oh, my God. There's a lot of sexualized stuff in there, man. It is all over the place, and... It, it, it's it's very entertaining at the very least. It's very entertaining. So yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. All right. All right, so well, what you, what you I, got? I didn't actually binge anything this week. I watched a couple of movies. We'll get to that here after the binge uh, part of the show. But uh, no, no, no binging for me, man. I haven't binged anything in a while. Last thing I binged was, uh, shit, I don't know what I binged. You, maybe? I don't think I binged anything since then. I I've been watch watching. I did watch uh, a couple of things of Ozark and all that just to catch up because that new season comes out on the. 22nd, which is next week. Well, uh, you benched Cobra Kai last Cobra week. Cobra Kai, yeah, yeah that's that too. Really I, I, I haven't seen right. nothing. I forgot about that Cobra Kai. After, after, nothing after that, though. 
Uh, so I'll let you uh, defer to you there, Ryan. What you got? Anything binge-worthy? Have any, either one of you guys watched the Regina King starring Watchmen yet? I haven't no. seen that yet. No. Ooh, okay. All right. That's on, that, that where is, is that at, though? How are we going to watch? Where it's got to be on HBO Max. Okay, it's on, it, it is on, on HBO, HBO Max. It's got to be. It's on my list to watch, but I just yeah. haven't gotten to it yet. I have to watch. I can't watch multiple shows because I yeah. kind of it, it throws off the flow of the show for me in my head. Yes. So I like to watch one show all the way through until I can actually stop, and then I'll move on to another show. Yeah. Unless it's like a weekly show like Boba Fett. Like, I, I can't. I need to get on that. I hear you. So but I'm, I'm be, a that'll fan. That'll be my task. Boba Fett. That'll be my task. Yeah. So. I'm a fan of Zack Snyder's Watchmen movie that came out in the late 2000s. You know how I feel about it. I'm. How do you feel about it? Oh, we had this argument already. I think it's better than The Dark Knight. You said that? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I, you I remember that? you came at. I remember you came at me. Remember when I brought you on the show that uh, week, and we talked about the Dark Knight. Yeah, I, do. I, do. I said I don't remember Watchmen being better than the Dark Knight. Yeah, I think you did say that. I, yeah. I argue that is DC's best movie. The Watchmen is. DC's and you have not seen Regina King's Dark. Oh, oh, you haven't seen the Watchmen with Regina King. You, okay. Tommy. Next time we talk. Okay. I will have seen Ghostbusters. All right. Oh, I forgot about Afterlife. I haven't seen it yet. You're going to watch that in the Afterlife now. Okay. I will, I will watch. You know how fast I got through Game of Thrones for you? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm sorry, Tommy. Yeah, I'm, bad, I'm, 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 sla- I'm, I'm slacking you right sound now. like I'm an sorry. angry wife. <laughs> it feels like you set me up with a fine-ass girl that I found out she got a peg leg. <laughs> like, you set me up. I, I didn't know that leg was there. I didn't know that peg. I didn't know that leg was there. I, if I did, I'm sorry. But, oh uh, yes. Please, I will give. I will give the boys, the boys, the boys on Amazon. I will give that a chance. Go to Ghostbusters first. Go to Ghostbusters first. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. And I saw Eternals is on digital also. Yeah, you ain't missing nothing. You can, well, it's free. Watch it. Yeah, y'all know what I saw, and you'll understand why I said that was one of the worst movies. I was ever not excited, and you've only lowered that excitement. Yeah. <laughs> I'm it, just saying, if you got like free time, you can yeah. watch it on the toilet. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Get to do what you got to do. <laughs> but I'm telling you, that movie is not Fair worth enough. watching. You just watch it and fast forward the whole time. <laughs> Okay, um, <laughs> my binge worthy. Uh, another unscripted show. I know I've been pretty consistent with bringing up unscripted shows for my binge worthy, but I, I can't. I got to be honest with my. Yeah, you like documentaries and like I, I do. For, when I'm not like, watching movies, yes, believe. I, and my my family, including my brother, my my sister in law, and my biological sister. They love scripted shows. They watch a lot of. They lot watch even my even my mom when she was alive. They watch a lot more TV than I ever did. I, I watch the occasional show. I, I grew up watching Cheers, and fucking Simpsons, and Seinfeld. But Cheers. they they watch as a she, kid. What kind of childhood did you have? They just like to watch me sing the theme song. They laugh why <laughs> why my little seven year old self sung the theme song every week. They got a kick out of that. That's childhood. But, <laughs> it was. But I, I did find myself watching that. Shout out to Woody Harrelson. But that was that show was fucking well, hilarious. Ted dancing. Right? <laughs> exactly. I, I, I can't knock it. To you you can't knock it. That's, 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 that's my guy. Fucking, yeah, same here. Um, and I may have mentioned this show briefly when this um, actor passed away a few months ago. But there is a show that comes on Vice TV by the name of Black Market, hosted by Michael K. Williams, who's both best known as playing Omar. Michael K. Williams. Michael K. Was it called Black Market? You Black said? Market. Uh, he was hosted by Michael K. Williams, who passed away late last year. <clears throat> Played Omar on the wire. We talked about him. I think I even did a shout out to him. Uh, the guy with the scar across his face. Chalky White on uh, uh, Boardwalk Empire on HBO. 
Omar on the Wire on HBO. Mm-hmm. But he was he was one of the better actors. But he does a documentary series called Black Market on that comes on Vice TV, and it pretty much deals with the illegal sales trade worldwide. He goes to other countries. He deals with South Africa, United States, but he does uh episode that deals with the the syrup industry in the South, big on Houston, sipping on some scissor. Or, uh, that he deals with that the opioid he he it's a great series but season two recently released its episode one and he did not get a chance to complete season two but I believe he did two or three episodes on that and, and Vice TV came out with the first episode of season two recently which was filmed before it passed and it was great but this is a show that I caught on to late in its first season I binged that in a weekend. Uh, Black Market, hosted by Michael K. Williams. You really see what happens when you're addicted to something or making a living selling something that's illegal. And the fact that he got access to people actually delving into illegal drug sales and anything else that's illicit. He and he and he deals on both sides. He 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 talks to police officers trying to stop this. And there's there's a great episode where he actually deals with the police trying to catch a drug dealer and they actually chronicle both sides of the fence it is freaking fantastic i implore you before you have an opinion on anybody making a living doing anything illegal or people addicted to anything legal give black market a chance hosted by michael k williams uh it may give you a different perspective maybe even give you a little bit of empathy towards somebody else's livelihood because uh not everybody's willpower is the same and other a lot of not a lot of everybody's circumstances are the same yeah everybody has their own little vice that they have yes know, in life. Yeah. absolutely absolutely yeah. black market hosted by michael k williams r.i.p to you good sir oh, man yeah, you rest left the earth yeah. far too soon all right. give it a chance it's great it's really good all right all right all right now let's get to now showing now Let's get to this. this Interesting. Is, this, this is first half of the rant. Second half, I'll get to this one. <laughs> now, I watched the movie this past week on Netflix, and that movie is Don't Look Up. Have you guys heard of this? Yes. Well, I watched I it, too. I watched it. Have, have, you, have both of you seen it? Yeah. I watched it. I yeah. still haven't seen it yet. Yeah, we watched it. Sat, sat, uh, Sunday morning, we watched it. Yeah. Now, I watched this with my wife. I shit you not, the first 10 minutes of that movie, me and her were looking at each other like, is this a real movie? Like, it had me shocked. I was like, are we serious here? Yeah, that's what I was saying. It was like, so yeah. bizarre Yeah, what I was watching. Me and her were also looking at each other. Kept thinking. I literally paused it like 20 minutes in because I couldn't take enough. And I looked at her. I was like, is this supposed to be like a real like like movie? Like they're taking it seriously? Or is this a parody? It had to be a parody. It felt like a spook movie. It felt like yeah. I was watching like a apocalyptic, like a end of the world movie of Spaceballs or something. Yeah. <laughs> With an excellent cast. A killer cast. Oh, you looked at the cast. They had like Leonardo DiCaprio, Meryl Jennifer Street. Lawrence, Meryl yeah. Streep, like Jonah Hill, and uh, Timothy uh, Chal- uh, Chalamet, whatever the fuck his name is, man. The dude that you was said Leonardo dude. DiCaprio, right? Yeah. Leonardo yeah, DiCaprio. Yeah. And I kept thinking to myself, even Kit Cuddy was in I there. I saw like a like <laughs> That's Kate, not saying a lot. Like Kit Cuddy, uh, Ariana Grande, uh, Kate yeah. Blanchett, Tyler yeah. Perry, Tyler Perry, yeah. What yeah. Tyler Perry's in this shit? Yes. And I kept thinking to myself, what the fuck am I watching? Like something about this movie just doesn't seem real. Basically, I was I'll just sum this up, Ryan. Basically, 
Jennifer Lawrence and Leonardo DiCaprio discover Never. like a, a a comet coming to the Earth, and it's basically like a deep impact or something. It's, like that. it's deep it, impact, it, it, like Armageddon, like one yeah, of those kind of movies. Yeah. Like you know what's coming to you, we have to do something about it right, right away. They go to the president, and basically the president just says, "Just sit tight and assess." Hey, hey, that hey. was the Meryl, premise of the and Meryl Streep is the president. Really? Yeah. Yes. She she plays the president, and Jonah Hill plays like the like it's, her. Um, it's her son who's her like, son her, is like her, her advisor. Or yeah. like that. I'm intrigued. I'm very it's intrigued. It's funny though. It's a funny scene. I, 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 I don't think I laughed not one goddamn time. What? A couple of chuckles, but I it could... was some chuckles right here and there. But it was kind of like it was so dumb. I had to laugh. Yeah. It was. It was so bizarre. And it was so bad. I was so, so you did not like this. I movie. hate it. It was literally one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I've seen a couple people reviewing it online, right, and they now, hated it just now, as bad as you now, did. Now, based on the cast and what they put out, it's terrible. I can see why it had a lot of mixed reviews. I can see how some people kind of like chuckled at it because mm-hmm. they took it for like a comedy, but it was kind of like even for a comedy, it's pissing me off too much. Yeah. It was I, really pissing me off so I think much. they were aware that it was supposed to be goofy, though. I was like, there's no way they're making this thinking this is not supposed to be funny. Like, yeah. I, I felt like yeah. they could have made the same movie without all the stars in yeah. it. Yeah, they could have made that. It was and like, I, why would Meryl Streep ever associate herself with this kind of movie? It was so... And the ending. Did you watch the ending? They, yeah, I, they would. They, yeah, that was terrible. Don't, don't say that to Ryan because he still has to watch it. But it was, I don't yeah, like, yeah, don't ruin do it. Do you want to watch it? Yes, it's bad. Yes. I'm yes. telling you right now, it's bad. It, it I threw yeah. my arms up. I was like, all right, I had enough of this shit. When I, I saw, I couldn't believe what I was watching. Like, I'm like, what the hell's going on? Jennifer Lawrence is worried about getting free snacks and shit. Like, cause she brought that up like five <laughs> times. She's like, why would he take our money for free snacks? I'm like, bitch, let yeah, it go. You gotta watch it, right? It, it's it's. It looks like it's trying to be real at first, but then it gets goofy as shit. And it's, I don't know, man. Like, time is, it's hard to tell if it was a parody or not. But they took it there, you know what I mean? Like, they're, like, trying to be serious. Nobody took them serious. Jennifer Lawrence and Leonardo DiCaprio are, like, what do you would call it? Astronomers? Astronomers, uh, astronomers or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like, they like, believe that this comet is going to, it's the size of Mount Everest, supposed to hit us. And, and on, on that note, there really was a comet headed for Earth, but it's only, like, 3,500 uh, uh, square feet. And uh, it missed us. So it wouldn't have done too much damage. not that big. But this one is a movie where it's the size of Mount Everest. And when it hits it, it's going to wipe us all out. But every every show and outlet that they went on, nobody took them serious. Yeah. And so it's it's kind of funny, but it's stupid at the same time. And Leonardo DiCaprio, and they went to Michigan State in the movie. I don't like that part. But anyways. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I, I noticed all the little tidbits. But uh, they had a Michigan State cup and hoodie on. But um. They were from, shout out to them for giving that black coach a contract. Yeah, they did. By they the did. But it's 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 definitely like what Tommy said. It's definitely a parody, and it's confusing and frustrating as hell. Like, all right, now I know we're now. I'm not sitting through this. I couldn't believe what we were watching. Like, are we, why? What are we watching this for? Like, this is terrible. So and Tommy can't give it a uh, you know any more than what he's saying. It's if I had bad. to grade it, it was like a negative five. It's so, a negative five. It, it I so gave it two neg- brownie points out of five. It was so bad. Yeah, I couldn't go that far down. Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Tyler Perry, Meryl Streep. You know what? Clint, you know, Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Kate, it had all these damn stars in it, yeah. and I kept thinking to myself, this is exactly why I hate when they make movies like this because for one. You could have got other actors who's like really hustling and grinding, trying right. to get their name made out in the industry, and you put all these A-list celebrities 
in this fucking dog shit diarrhea shit of a movie. And it just pissed me off just thinking like, because this is exactly why I hate movies like this. Because I feel like it's a clickbait movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You only get people to stream this movie just because you have like all the stars' names in it. Yeah. Like, basically, it was like the Will Smith movie Bright, but you just said, no, fuck that. Let's get every fucking body that we can yeah. on this fucking movie. And let's not even worry if the movie is good. That, that movie Bright was ten times better than this They shit, made man. Bright look like a fucking Oscar-worthy yeah. movie. <laughs> oh, my. Before. This is oh, bad. And Bright was bad to Oh, me. no, no. I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think Bright was bad. I just I, think it could have been a lot better. Yeah. But this this had so many like Tommy so all these actors that were in it, I just can't believe they made this. Leonardo DiCaprio, the dude from Stranger Things that plays the black cop, he's one of the he horrible hair. Yeah, it was terrible. Oh my god. It was like Tyler yeah. Perry had yeah. his hair on. It was yeah. so bad. Tyler Perry's I mean, this just I don't know why they picked this killer cast to make such a trash movie. I can't believe that that Netflix signed on to this. Like I don't know whose idea. They got a lot was. of money to throw yeah, around. It yeah. sounds like it because that's why that's why they signed up for it. They yeah. got that upfront paycheck. And if if it's as bad as you guys are saying is, and it has the talent involved that it does, I guarantee the talent behind it knew it was crap. Yeah. But Netflix can pay just that's, to have their content. That's on my it. problem. Like you wasting your money on something like this, and it's not going to bring anybody back to it. Yeah. Don't you want something that's going to last a lot longer? You, you would think you want a movie that's going to have a long run, kind of like Beverly Hills Cop. You want a long run of a movie that way you yeah. can really get your money back. This movie, it will stream kind of like Cobra Kai. It will stream for like one <laughs> week or two, yeah, and then yeah. we'll never watch it again. You're blowing your load on an opening weekend. Like you want to have a long run. It was like it a free-for-all. Like, everybody just do what they want to do on this. And they know? had like this little fucking parody of like Trump supporters in the movie. Yeah, yeah. They kept telling them, like, don't look up. And they was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Looking down. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, one of those dumbasses is like, hey, it really is a comic <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Fuck. The ending, Seriously. I could not believe the ending. In the ending, it was so dumb. It, it was bad. It had like after credit. Was it after credit scene? Yes, yeah, it was an after credit yeah. where they well they yeah. got off the, the one under the, the yeah yeah the, yeah the, yeah. The, yeah. Right. Even before that, it's just what the hell are we doing? I don't uh, watch it, and you can come back and tell us next week if okay. you can if you what you think about it. But uh, it was pretty bad. So but it was I, it was so bad. I was I, so I, mad at. I apologize to my wife for picking it. <laughs> I felt really bad. God, this Look, sounds she terrible. She said, give me the I ring was, back. I was right? like, babe, I am so sorry. I wasted two hours of your life on this movie. I'm going to make it up yeah. to you. I'm taking her out to see Scream this weekend. <laughs> so I'm like, no, we going to do it. I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. I can't believe I caught myself a surprise. this must suck bad. It was bad. I watched another one that kind of disappointed me, but it wasn't as bad as that. It's called Antlers. Have you seen Antlers? I've heard of I, that. I've heard about that. Uh, it's like this... Um, it's supposed to be a scary movie? It's, it's a horror movie. It's okay. this creature, that ancient Indian creature called the Wendigo. And what what the story is about was an Indian man who was starving in the woods. He started to eat humans. This was way back in time, like way back in the time. And he started to get a, a hunger for human blood. So he started eating humans. And God forsaken him for that and punished him and told him some kind of creature. So he would never, like, get, he would never uh, fulfill his, his appetite. Oh, so start eating, up. eating, and eating, then he'd turn into some kind of creature. But he can pass it along to different people. So okay. in this movie, it starts off with a little boy and her dad are in this, like, this warehouse. And he keeps hearing noises. And he's like, Dad, what's that noise? And his dad goes, look, well, this Wendigo used to be, like, like it used to be a man. It started off as human, but as time went on, it became, like, a supernatural being and stuff like that. It looked like like a big ass deer with antlers. It's kind of it, I don't know. It, it started scary, but the ending didn't work for me. But basically, what happens was this thing 
he's in the woods and stuff. He, he they live in like Oregon where there's like a bunch of pine trees and it looks like Washington is just raining all the time and it's just like a myth. But the Indians believe that he's just he, he's always cursed to just you know walk his days on Earth. And uh, basically, he gets inside this her, this dad and his son, and they like pass the curse onto other people so it can keep going on. And so they turn into like a the Wendigo, like this ancient ancient monster type thing, and then it's just haunting this small town in Oregon. And this little boy uh, is like the main character. The little boy that is, that is like the main character had a hell of a performance, but the movie fell off after I started to see what it was because it started getting kind of goofy at the end. There's some scary, uh, good jump uh, jump scenes in there, but it just didn't do a whole lot for me. Once I saw what it was at the end, it has Carrie Russell. She played in uh, The Dark Skies. I do uh, like her. Yeah, I yeah. like her. Uh, she's the main other main character uh, beside the little boy. And it's, it, it's, it started off really scary because the son has a, a – um, the little boy who's a main character uh, is a, actually has another brother who got the, the virus in him too. And so him and his dad are like turning into these creatures and he doesn't want to tell like the teachers at his school and stuff. So they just live in there. Finally, the thing gets out and it's just like terrorizing this town and they have to find out how to stop it. It gets kind of goofy at the end. Um, this out on red box is called antlers. Like this, it's called the Wendigo is the ancient monster. I'm giving it two brownie points out of five. Damn. Uh, the the ending point. sucks so bad. It was It's a horror movie, but... I was really on the fence if I wanted to watch that, but the, now I don't want to watch the it. The scenery, yeah, the, the, the graphics same. were really good, but the monster was kind of goofy looking. It looked like a big-ass reindeer. I got a soft spot yeah, for yeah, the monster movies. Yeah, yeah, that's so what it looks like. But this is... I read about it, and it's actually, you know, some people, kind of like a Bigfoot, you know, just like a, yeah. you know, Loch Ness monster. This uh, Indian... Indians really believe in this creature because it... Like I said, it was a human that just ate and ate and ate, and God uh, cursed him for eating people and turned him into some kind of supernatural being. Did you guys ever see that movie that came out in the late 90s, early 2000s about the killer snowman who came to life? Jack Frost? Jack Frost? Yeah. I think it was called Jack Frost. Yeah, yeah. Where the guy, where the killer snowman actually took the carrot off his nose and put it below his waist. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't Raped the girl it. in the bathroom. I don't remember that. I, I wasn't, wasn't going to bring it up, but it like, <laughs> I remember Jack Frost. It's not that bad. I remember Is it called Jack? Because I remember Michael Keaton made a movie. All right, was it a shower scene? That he, yes. He, that's what I kept thinking. He I was took like, the carrot off of his face that, and put that, it. That movie is up there with like killer clowns. Like it disturbed me on so. It many disturbed levels. me on. They so even made many a, a, a Pinocchio movie where he was killing people. Yep, you remember I, that? I never yeah. saw that. Oh, it's but just I as bad. This is not as bad as those two movies. There's actually some good special effects until it gets to the monster itself. Yeah, but shouldn't this yeah. movie be like a like a be. like an Indian superhero movie? Yeah, because it's basically an Indian like eating all the white men for taking all this. <laughs> I guess so. But he was eating <laughs> Indians too, though. So I mean. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, self hate. Yeah, yeah, it was just something that just went rogue and they couldn't <laughs> yeah. control it. That could have that could have been a nice flip, like oh, we're gonna eat the white man, yeah, to yeah. Our land or whatever. And the way it went off, how she killed it at the end, I was like, all right, now get the hell out of here. <laughs> and so, when he killed her with kindness, yeah, no, it just she just <laughs> they uh, came to, they came together like the Care Bears, <laughs> <laughs> threw his heart into him and shit. Uh, it just let me down at the end. It started off really good. It was looking like a five out of five, you know, and then it just Damn. fell and fell and fell. It did just at the end of it, I was like, all right, now I'm taking it. It was so bad. I, I got it from Red Bull. I took it right back to Red Bull. Usually I wait the next day and take Ooh, it back. That's I, how bad it was. I've definitely done a movie like yeah. that before where I'm like, if I take it back fast enough, maybe they won't try. Right, right. God damn it. No, eighty-seven. That was. I could have got a damn sandwich with this. But, man, I took that shit back, man. So, yeah, that I, I was a movie I saw that was newer. 
uh, called Antlers. And I knew it was something wrong because it didn't stay long in the theaters. kind of went straight to DVD pretty quick. And I was like, oh, I must not have done good. But I'll give it a chance. I've heard a little bit about this Wendigo creature before. So You know what? I saw the trailer for that. It did look interesting in the mm-hmm. trailer. But it was kind of like... Nah, I don't, I'm going to wait for somebody else to watch yeah. this first. <laughs> I, hear you. I got the so, same yeah, impression. Yeah. I, I remember the previous So you were like yeah. the cowboy that went over the hill to check the arrows. I did. I got, I got tore up. I got arrows all over the place. Oh, I but appreciate it, you. it's out. It's new. So it was something I should... I, you, you could watch it at your own risk, I guess. So yeah. oh, man, I ain't going to watch it. <laughs> I feel like I've seen it already. You yeah. deter me, Sean. Yeah, yeah, it's not that good. So. Uh, Ryan, you got anything? I got some catching up to do. Like I said, I fully plan plan to watch Ghostbusters. Uh, I saw that Eternals came on. Tommy destroyed that movie. Put that at the bottom of your list. If you have nothing to do, the house is clean and... You know, you're out of weed. Go ahead, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, go ahead and watch it there. But don't, yeah, don't, don't break an appointment to go watch it. That's Point taken. I, I got that impression. I was not excited to see this at all. But I've seen every other movie in the MCU. I'll give it a chance off that track right alone. But yeah, based on knowing the world, you feel like you have to see it. But it was kind of like I'm not rushing to see this. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, y'all, y'all, I, y'all, y'all made the right call. Don't waste the money on it in the theaters. Just wait, yeah, like, wait for it to be free. And then, bam, watch it for free, and then you won't feel so bad knowing that you wasted two hours. Uh, Some Hayek? uh, Did they they waste some Hayek in this? It's a great cast, but the way that they did her in the movie, I hated it. Oh, that that, pisses me off. I love her so much. That's all I'm going to say. Every man... Like with sweatpants, loves her. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since Desperado, he's right. like, I need yeah. more of that. Well, more of that. Like in um, Dust Till Dawn. Dust Till Dawn. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, man, she was fine in that one. Yeah, I remember Super that. Fine. She, yeah, yeah. She's fifty something now, right? Yeah. She's yeah, I'll 50. still marry her. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's, she's married to a billionaire. We don't got a All chance, right. but yeah, I, I still yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, the most recent movie I've seen. Uh, I put it on my honorable mention for the original podcast for our top 10 list. Didn't quite crack my top 10, but the last movie that I sat down and watched from start to finish is an anime movie called Mitchell's vs. the Machines, which I yeah, will recommend that. Mm-hmm. to you. Yeah, I need to check that out. It's from Sony Animation, uh, who uh, I got my gripes with Sony live action movies, especially when it delves in the comic book era. I'm looking at you, Venom. I'm looking at you, the Amazing Spider-Man movies. <laughs> All right, calm down. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, the Miles Morales Into the Spider-Verse is one of the best combo movies ever made. Beautiful movie to watch. It oh, in 3D, it is beautiful. You saw that in three? Did you see it, it in the theater in 3D? In the theater, even in 3D? The, um, you are a smarter man I, than I me, told Tommy. You. That's why what I like, the fuck I like was to make was you feel bad about it. If that ever gets a re-release, I will pay. I, I heard the can. video game is even dope. It it like, just so dope. Yeah, like, you own a PS5, games. Sean. You, haven't, you don't own that game? I haven't, I, I haven't gotten a chance my to My son beat it. that game, yeah. and I remember watching him play that game. I was like, this is a really cool yeah. video game. <laughs> That's <laughs> the first game I'm going to yeah. buy if I get a PS5. That's all right. Because I remember they had, they had a, like, the original Spider-Man that came out before that. Then which I heard was great. Out, they had the Miles Morales version of it. And I was like, damn, this game looked fucking dope as shit. I almost got it. They had it for like $29 on New Year's Eve, and I ended up getting Madden instead. So I'm like, ah, I play Madden oh, more. That's not a bad call. Not a bad Madden, call. Is, Madden is solid. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to get it, and I'm going to have you come over and check it out. I'm looking forward to it. It looks dope. I wanted to play the game so bad. Super dope. It looks awesome. It looks awesome. I highly recommend. I'm sorry you guys, Cinematic Ventures, have not been as good as mine. But the last movie I sat down and watched, Mitchell's vs. Machines, can't recommend that enough. I think 
are grown asses. Is I that on Netflix or is it? A- yes, it's a Netflix Netflix original, but okay. it's by Sony Animation. You can check it on Netflix. I think you guys will laugh your ass off. Uh, just about an average Joe family trying to survive a robot apocalypse. Uh, some Zuckerberg-like tech genius creates some computer AI. And, of course. And of, that AI ends up creating robots trying to take over the world. And some average Joe family pretty much ends that. And it's, it's entertaining. Don't compare it to Into the Spider-Verse or you'll be disappointed. But if you just want an entertaining comedy you can watch with your family, I highly enjoyed that. And that, that's worth watching for, for current. It came out, I believe, in the first quarter of 2021. So it's not exactly new. But as far as uh, the last movie I've actually sat down and watched, that was it. There's another movie that's been getting a lot of good stuff called Copland with Gerard Butler. No. It's not good? Oh, Cop Shop. Cop Shops. There we go. I'm, Cop Land's the best film. Yeah. Yes. I, I, Cop I, Shop's not good? I didn't like it. Oh, I, I was disappointed. I paid to rent it because it had like a Frank uh, Grillo, whatever his name is. Yeah, I like him. Yes. And it had Gerard Butler and then it had like a, I feel like it had somebody else, but I watched it and it was kind of like, it, it was underwhelming. I'll just say it was underwhelming. Really? Okay. Like it was I'll, like I'll the worst thing I've ever my seen, expectations. But it was kind of like, man, like they had like a really good chance to make something pretty cool. But it, 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 it I don't know, maybe just tape it off at the end. Really? Like after, like after it became what it became, so to speak, of him like uh, trying to dodge those uh, those fucking bad guys, whatever, whatever. It, it, it just didn't work for me. I don't know. Maybe you might get something out of it that I didn't, but I was kind of like, I was just like, yeah, like okay, like I watched it. Okay, like, I was over. It's not like I wasted my time like that. Don't look up. Like it wasn't that big of a waste of time to me, but it was kind of like, yeah, they could have done a lot. Better. I don't feel so bad for not have seen it yet. Then okay, okay. good right. for you, Tom. All right, now let's get to some news. Now, this was a topic that had me boiling all week. Because, once again, I hate these fucking clickbait articles that they be putting out here to get people pissed off. But, once again, this whole Me Too movement thing of, like, women trying to do the female lead thing and then not supporting it happened to pop up again with this new release of the movie, uh, The 355. Y'all remember that movie? Yeah, that you talked yeah. about it. Yeah. had, like, Lupita Nyong'o and uh, Jessica Chastain and... Uh, Oh, Lord, what is it? Like, Penelope Cruz. Like, basically, it's a female spy movie. And basically, what somebody described on it online is basically just a remake of the first Mission Impossible. And it had me thinking, like, okay, I see what they're doing here right now, man. They're, they're taking something old, they're flipping it into something new. But once again, the packaging is wrong. I hate when they do these female lead movies and it bombs at the box office. Like, a lot of us know what it's going to do because yeah. we have no intentions of watching it. No. Yeah. yeah. I looked at it as like, maybe I'll watch it when it gets released on like a Netflix or something, but I'm not going to go out and pay for, to watch that movie because it doesn't look intriguing. Yeah. And then again, they threw the same old little story of guys not supporting female led movies. You because, can't blame because that they're on the failure to, of this. You they're, can't trying, blame they're trying to turn this into a whole sexist, like, angle, like, men are not supporting. I'm like, hold on. No. First of all, time out. Last time I checked, this planet is like 50% women. Probably more than that. Get them to support your movie if you're really making it for them. Don't try to empower us with this movie because we just don't want to watch it. Because a lot of women don't watch a lot of male-led movies. True, true. Because it's not like it's not their genre. They don't like it. They into romantic comedies or whatever. Yeah, and it's not their genre. Action may not be appealing to women that want to go out and see an action movie. They yeah. might want to see a Fifty Shades of Grey type movie. But keep in mind, like this yeah. is a, a male-dominated industry. Yeah, it is. So you don't have a lot of female decision-makers deciding 
this is going to be a good female driven movie who gets these things greenlit. And I'm sure there are a lot of uh, female uh, centric movies that we'll never see that don't get the light. They just because there are it's an 80 year old white man deciding what gets made. So I, I do think that plays a part of it. And if you think it's bad on the actors, if you want to be a male actor in Hollywood, you got a better chance of winning the lottery than being a successful actor in Hollywood. True. And I think it's just as hard for the for the actresses. Well, it it talk about the bit. casting couch and all that bullshit. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's tough. That's a tough line of work. <coughs> and uh, I, I, I really think it's, it's a, a blessing and uh, a stroke of luck and lightning in a bottle when any good movie gets made. So, but if you want to base your entire movie on being, oh, this is a female-centric movie. This is for the females. Or it's an all-Asian cast for the Asian community. Yeah, you're you're playing on fire and you're usually going to get burned trying to play play, play that game. Just make, just make quality stuff. Yeah, I think this is exactly how I feel. It's like, that's where the, that's the part where you put the... The egg before the chicken, so yes. to speak. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like you're tr- like you're trying to get ahead to the finish line. You need to start with the basic of make a good story. Yeah, there start you go. Start with a good story right. and then work your way from that. If you go in there with this uh, mindset of we're going to make this female empowerment like a movement movie. We're going to pit females. Like all females is going to be empowering. They're going to do like a genre that's not really for us. <laughs> we're going to dominate the male. Like, act, like, it's like, like, like stop. Like, that's why I'm kind of be like, all right, I'm just like, fuck that. We might just get canceled off this fucking episode. That's why I'm just kind of be like, all right, y'all need to get the hell out of the action star yeah, realm and just go back to the basics and then work your way up. Because I'm like, if you think about it, Charlize Theron is a great action star to me. Yes, yeah, she is. She, but she had a is. long road to get there before right. she got to where she is right now, where she could do like a Mad Max Fury Road and really, she took over the movie yeah, to me. Atomic Blonde. Yeah, she was yeah. the highlight of that movie to Absolutely. me. Even yep. with Tom Hardy in it. Yep. Charlize Theron overtook a movie that fucking good and really made it her own. She Absolutely. Did. That's yeah. how you do it. Long term, like work your way into it. Don't just jump in there because a lot of these people in these movies, you don't buy them as action stars. It doesn't look right mm-hmm. if we're being honest. It looks like, like you ripped off your the bottom of your cocktail dress yeah. and you pulled out your gun <laughs> and you, you look like a little kid with like a VR like headset on trying to like, like you shooting a gun. It doesn't look right. Yes, right. it looks very very. Not cheesy. everybody can be an action star. No, but we only can. I can name a few women that we would all probably go see. You know, they're like, they're going to make a movie. It's a Gorney Weaver, Sigourney uh, Weaver, Uma Thurman. Sarah. Uma Thurman with Kill Bill. We would have probably... Would have, Halle Berry. Halle Berry, you know what she I mean? Leaves. Like, as an action star. I'm not saying just any other genre uh, movie. Mila, Mila Djokovic. She does a lot of yeah. action movies. Yeah. She's yeah. really good at it. Yeah. Yeah. That. And, you, and you know what? If you even think about it, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Think about... All right. What do you, what do you think the highest grossing female-led movie is? The highest grossing female-led Alien? Movie? Nope. I mean, I, I Alien look, was. I remember looking. At Aliens outgrossed earlier. Alien, the sequel. Okay, but as far I as like all time aliens. box office, there. Hold on, hold on. There is one. It's is very sneaky, but Charlie's Angels. No, there's one out there. Wait a it's, it's very sneaky, and we female. talk about it all the time. Female, don't, don't look at your phone, Sean. I'm my, looking I'm at you. My hand and my phone. Right, literally, we bring it up every week. Every week we talk about what film series? Um, Game of Thrones. No. Oh, Star Wars. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's not female-led. Ray, Ray is the female lead. 
Yeah. But in, in this new trilogy, they 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 that, doesn't, her, that doesn't count. No, Tommy. They, no, you can't but, count that. No, but that's that's what I'm saying. It's a technicality because technically she is the female lead. She is the first name that they scroll down she with. She is, but Finn was just as important. But she, to, he, Finn was he a took lead. a back seat in the, the sequels. Time. He yeah. was just as important in that initial movie. As was Kylo Ren, as was Han Solo. She, yeah, her name is first on the credits. And how they but all I didn't, define that is nothing, basically screen time. I get, yeah. but neither one, anybody sitting at this table did not go see that movie because, hey, this new female character by the name of Ray <laughs> looks amazing. I don't care about what Luke Skywalker or Han Solo or Kylo Ren or this black guy holding a lightsaber does. I want to see what this female does. But that, that's not why we went. Yeah, that. but that did bring the young girls into it, and it brought yeah, a whole yeah, new the women. No yeah, denying yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no denying that. Yeah. But I think that was to the detriment to the future. And in, in hindsight, it, it was to the detriment because the the spearhead, the Kevin Feige of Lucasfilm, after George Lucas stepped away, is a female by the name of Kathleen Kennedy. Who produced a couple Indiana Jones movies, and she has a good track record. I feel like you break her name up. Oh, she gonna come for your ass. She like fucking. She should have. She, <laughs> she should have lost her job for the Last Jedi. If I was had any power within Disney, how dare you greenlight the Last Jedi and put Luke Skywalker on an island for the entire movie? You will lose. <laughs> no, for you greenlighting that movie, you you you've lost your job. I'm. Putting somebody else you in charge. You know why? All right, I'm just thinking about this now. Maybe it just popped into my head now, but I'm actually going to give her a pass because think about the win that she got with the Force Awakens. She made pre-release. She made an amazing. Well, we'll just call the Force Awakens a really, really, really good movie. Yes. And she had a perfect trifecta. She had the female demographic with Ray being the lead, even though you don't believe that, but she was the lead. She, I, I didn't say. I said she was the lead. You had. I said that's not what got me to see the movie because maybe uh, not. I'm gonna get to it because yeah. you had the female demographic. You bought it in with with her and a younger crowd. Her being so mm-hmm, young, mm-hmm. you had a minority demographic because you had Finn, a stormtrooper, a black guy, yeah. being the side to her in the movie. This, the second lead, yes, second lead, a stormtrooper, and plus the third trifecta is. You got a way to gauge the older hardcore fans, exactly. Because you got like you had Luke Skywalker, uh, who so was in it. But yeah, if you're yeah. being honest, the way that she got with it, that was really brilliant. She made an amazing movie with Luke Skywalker only in it for literally thirty fucking seconds. Thirty true, fucking seconds. True, but that's he literally not... didn't have no dialogue. He was in the movie technically, but he didn't carry the whole movie. He just turned around. And... He turned around with his, with his <laughs> little, on, yeah. his little like J five arm. And, <laughs> and I would, I would argue that out of the nine Skywalker Star Wars movies, Episode one through nine, Force Awakens had the had the absolute best ending shot out of all three before the credits roll. That last shot of the Force Awakens passing the lightsaber over to yes, and and and, she, and they both had tears in their eyes, like saying, "If you want to train with me, this is going to destroy you. You and, are not. I, this is your choice, Ray." And, and, and they pretty much let it up to yeah. that being Skywalker's daughter, because you just saw uh, that was bait for I, us. It, it, we it was so. Believe me, I wanted. I wanted Episode Nine. I wanted Kylo Ren to die a horrible death for killing his own dad, <laughs> yeah, Han Solo. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to. I didn't want to see him be redeemed, or let alone fucking kiss Ray. That was fucking terrible. Yeah, I didn't I see terrible. that coming. You gotta but, let that go. You but I, let that I go. do want the. I, I, there was a um, 
and this is the top of my head, I can't pull it. I'm not gonna pull up my phone. But the original screenwriter for Empire Strikes Back was brought in by J.J. Abrams to finish that Force Awakens script. He was not a part of The Last Jedi. He was not a part of The Rise of Skywalker. And whatever success, J.J. Abrams, as director of The Force Awakens, had an impossible task. He gets the credit for that. He decided to use as much practical effects as possible. I can't tell you the chills and the, and the hair stand up when they had those uh, the pre-release specials. They had the, the Star Wars fan event in Vegas before it came out and they rolled the actual BB-8 out on stage and you saw this is not CGI this is a real robot that has a ball on top of a ball and it was big as hell it was fucking amazing. It was Force a, Awakens. It has, was a great mar- great one of the greatest marketing ploys that we oh, ever yeah. seen. Oh, yeah. And it and it lived up to the hype, but all three of us saw it in the theater and I've, I I remember being a freshman in high school being excited for Star Wars the Phantom Menace and which I enjoyed but I remember seeing the rest of the prequel trilogy in theaters and the audiences that were at those movies were not the same for the Force Awakens that no, I see, they were because not. the Force Awakens had people our age had people younger had far more females mm-hmm. there and you mm-hmm. saw people in their 60s and 70s who saw the original who were in there enjoying the hell out of it. Yeah, it was probably one of the most mixed crowds for oh, like, yeah. a film oh, yeah. series. It, only that, only Lucas and Marvel can probably get away with that, if you really think about but it. If, because if it, Marvel goes all over the place with their characters. And what I was thinking about before we get off this female thing, yeah, even though Ray was a lead character, what I was, my point was, there's not many people, uh, movie studios, that can actually get away with having a female-led movie and it actually being as profitable as their male counterparts. No denying that. You're absolutely right. Because Lucas, they're, they're, they technically have a female lead, but most people, we probably don't think of it that way because mm-hmm. we just think about the entire cast yeah. as a whole for the most part. <laughs> but when you think about it, like a true female-led movie, I think uh, it's probably in the top ten. I think the highest grossing female-led movie is technically Captain Marvel. Hmm. Now, As far as being like a true female lead. Now, Alien, all that stuff, that's Really down low. Really? Because when you looked at the list, I think other people, because uh, we have to think about, all right, can we just take animation movies off the thing? Whatever, because sure. I don't want to do like Frozen and all that other <laughs> And Keith, Sigourney Weaver was not the f- the main lead in the original Alien, by the way. Uh, the the doctor with the mustache died before she did, but in the marketing for the original Alien, she was the second lead. She was a survivor. But she well, was. When, the, when we think about Alien, we think of Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, she, I'm not thinking absolutely. about it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's her, it's her franchise. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. No denying that. Yeah, but I think after that, it, it's mostly like like Star Wars and it's fucking Marvel movies. Like, there is no real true market for what they're trying to get to. And I don't think they can quite get there. That's what it's, I'm thinking. I don't... I understand your plight, but I don't think you can get where you're trying to go. Is my point. I, I you you don't you don't have of, to be you don't have to the the first female actress to get a twenty million dollar paycheck was Julia Roberts. She has no franchises behind her name. Yeah, but she was just somebody who could bring in a huge crowd just off her name alone, and that was short lived. So I don't I don't equate success in the acting world as having a franchise behind you. You don't have to have franchise behind you to to pretty much be a lead star. I, I'm not gonna. You can have success in this industry. I was and gonna I, say yeah, you can have success, but as far as like having that kind of success, 
all of them for like the top 50 whatever they have those uh, movies it's, oh, yeah. it's all IP and what has Ray done since Star Wars no, yeah. everything she's done outside of Star Wars has been pretty much like not, not good trash the Murder on the Orient Express, whatever she was in that movie, so, like a very was, minor role in very that. Minor which role. I, I enjoyed cool, that movie. But and even that movie with her and uh, Tom Holland bombed. It bombed like, bad. Spider Man and Ray in the same movie, and nobody watched. <laughs> it. Nobody no. watched it. Yes, you couldn't get people to watch it for free. The industry's like, changed. Yeah, you could make a profit just throwing two big the the the, the it stars in a movie. You could. The industry's changed though, yeah. because there's so many other entertainment options out there. People aren't going to fall for that bait anymore. Yeah, most of those female-led movies, let's just be honest, they're, they're just not that good. They're and just not that good. I don't blame the talent. Not everybody can be Wonder Woman and Black Widow, because yeah. technically uh, Scarlett Johansson, she's the highest-paid actress, but she's in Marvel. Yeah. She can't do anything outside of Marvel, really, now, and get that, because you saw what happens with Ryder Downey Jr. steps outside of Marvel. For the most part, his movies haven't been the greatest <laughs> outside they of haven't been, Iron Man. But he's, he's made some, some box office successes. Post yeah, Iron then Man. he has his Doctor Doolittle. He does, but he, those Sherlock Holmes movies, Sherlock like Holmes. them or not, made no, a I, shitload I love, of movies. I movie. love those. I do too. Yeah, I like yeah, them. Yeah, I like I both of them. Yeah. Guy Ritchie, you have my full support. You made some I great Sherlock. Oh yeah, it was it was great. Zack Snyder's great. not the only person who can do slow motion. Good. Yeah, I, I love those Sherlock Holmes movies. Those those are great. Absolutely. But uh, he he became a huge star for that. But I do want to say that it's not always the actress's fault. So don't it, it's the industry in itself. It's not, and those, and they're only getting these roles for particular. Most, know. most, there's not the movies they choose to produce in Hollywood. If you have a female lead, it's very rare they'll cast an unknown for that. It's very only when rare. they get like the premature, like uh, no, there's I, I, the premature idea of saying of going in like I want a female led movie. True, but it's um, when you force the storyline to that, you you pretty much wreck the movie. Now, there's a uh, another franchise movie coming up this upcoming Friday with some guy wearing a ghost mask. What's the name? Scream. Of Scream. Yeah. Yes, you can call that a female-led movie. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, uh, Nev Campbell, she kicked fucking ass throughout the whole, whole it's, franchise. It's still a great franchise. Even the last one they made before this one, I still thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Me and you have a different opinion, but uh, I think we both agree that that's a that's a. Consistently good franchise. I J- love the first Jamie three. Lee Curtis with a uh, Halloween. Like, there's still a lot of good. I, I, yeah, I, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. They yeah. still have a lot of good oh, stuff yeah. out yeah. there. It's only yeah. when they force the storyline to be that that female right. power. That's I, that's you're what, right. You're and right. Then what happens after that when it bombs? Like we all know what it was. They always complain about it. Guys aren't coming to see our movies. No. Like the females aren't coming out. Like you know what? Why y'all acting like this is a fucking gold rush? Like women aren't allowed to leave the house and spend their yeah. own money. <laughs> yeah. Like what is going on right now? They just don't want to see your movie. Get mad at them. You made it for them. Like that's like getting like if Marvel got mad at the nerds for not coming out to see the movie. Okay, I can kind of see your point because you made it for us and we didn't come out to support. I get but you know what? I but think... don't complain to the male like a uh, demographic for not supporting a movie that you didn't make for them. Now I tell you what, I tell you, I tell you what, I think women would probably be more suited for Netflix and oh my god, seats stuff like that. Yeah, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like watching stuff on not going. I don't women. I don't think go to the theaters as much as men do. Can I tell you how many times I've got laid for taking a don't date tell to us. a movie? <laughs> 
Um, it can count on two hands, but it, it, it counts. Yeah, yeah but that, and shout out to Tyrese taking off a shirt and what? fast furries too. That, that, I'm it saying, got, I'm, it got I'm, my day I'm, horny. I'm, but I'm listening. I'm, but I'm listening. I see what you're saying. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got laid. Yeah, I got laid that night for women just to be at home by themselves. You know, something like that's three five five. What is that? Three five five. Was that what's called? Yeah, that might have been better suited to come out on a Netflix or uh, or HBO Max for women to watch. Maybe, you know, yeah, I mean, not going to the theaters because most of the time. Women, I don't think a lot of women enjoy going to the theaters as much as we do. You know, I do, you like, do you like to go to why movies you think, by yourself? Why do you think, why do you think I, all I these scary movies? Do you, like, do, you, do you like to go to the movies by yourself? No, but I do it yeah. if I have to. Yeah. I, I, I I prefer to be with somebody, but if I, I can tolerate going to the movies. Yeah. Most of the time, like when you go on a date, the guy... Has the idea of going to a movie? Yeah, I've yeah. never seen women go to a movie by themselves. Right, exactly. But you're not gonna, yeah. you're not gonna go if you're trying to make an impression on the girl. You're not gonna take her to a movie that you don't think she's gonna like. I'm uh, not, I'm not. Uh, maybe uh, I'm insensitive, but I would. Yeah, if I want to see the movie. I'm picking it. Like, <laughs> yeah, hey, baby, yeah. we about to go see Mission Impossible. It, it, it like in any relationship I ever had has always been my idea to it was go my to girlfriend. Movies. Yeah, like yeah, I'm about yeah, to go yeah. to go out and see Eat, Pray, Love. Right, right. That's not what's going to get she the panties off tonight. Half of the movies she never I even heard it. of, let alone go see these movies. You know what I mean? Like, what? What is that shit? Yeah, you know what I mean. But your beloved horror industry, Sean. That's oh yeah, the female is behind that look. The female, you know. What though? I think that's horror. A lot of horror movies are teenage and teenager type. It is Friday night. We ain't got nothing to do because we live in Fort Wayne. We ain't allowed to go to the club. Especially, you know? but, yeah, I, yeah. but the fee, fee, g- girls like to see scary. Oh yeah, movies. they like to be scared with a big guy next to him holding on to yes, him. Popcorn. That, that's, that's a, a good that's time. A thing. Yes, that's a yeah, good but time. they're not watching a movie by themselves. No, no, no. A date. Me and you True. and all Ryan, with friends. Yeah, us three could go to this Wait. movie. It could be Halloween Kills. We could have all went by ourselves and watched that. We're not getting our significant other to go by herself to watch that. You know what I mean? True. She's not that big of exactly. interest in movies, period. But, but we're talking like, about movies by themselves. One of, one of my better th- theatrical moments going to a theater was, yeah. and this ha- this was a common occurrence in my childhood, uh, my parents would go see something they knew I didn't want to see, and they would let me go see what I want to see, and we'd meet afterwards at the theater. Yep, I used to do that all the time. Mm-hmm. I sat next to three older girls for Scream 2. They were all three of them hot as shit. And it was a little four seat row and I was on the end row. And but that's what that's what girls do. They go with their girlfriends if they don't have a date. Sometimes and yeah. that, not a lot though. It's times have changed. Maybe back in the nineties, yeah. We have a whole lot of shit. No, going I wouldn't. I wouldn't saw this candy. I don't. Man. I wouldn't it, I saw don't, the. I don't see it a lot. Me either. I, I never see. They're usually I'm with not, a date. Yeah, they got a guy. They might have another girl with them, maybe. But it's usually men by ourselves. I you see me in a movie down at the bottom with a black hoodie on. You, you know what I mean by myself. I, you were not going to see April down at the bottom of a movie by herself. You know exactly. what I mean? Like usually, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about going with friends. Oh yeah. And I'm saying but you're not going to see though. a group of girls go see the. Experience. Spendables with Fifty their Shades of Grey, shit like that. They, they'll, they they'll will go, go see that. that. Yeah, but yes. horror movies, yeah. yes, they will. They will go as a group to I see that. I don't know about that. Sometimes, Some, it, yeah, it, it depends. depends. Yeah, it, it depends. depends. If there's some nudity or a naked man in it, maybe you might get them there. No. I'm not trying to no. be sexy. I saw, I saw the Conjuring in the theater. There was all kinds of girls. Some, some dude was sitting with his young. You could tell this dude was puffing the e-cigarette. He didn't want to be there. It was obvious his daughter took him to that fucking movie. Yeah, that's girls sad. are girls are the reason that the horror industry is as successful as yeah, it but is. They I would stand men, by that. They with their significant other, with guys, big guys, take them to the movies. It's, it's been as old. 
long as we can remember going to the movies with a woman that see a horror movie. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, what's and I've that? been on dates myself, and the movie I want to see is usually not a horror movie. Yeah, but you just and I want to see. Thing, I want yeah. yeah I want to see Mission Impossible ex- and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, but I want to see Steven Seagal. That punch may not be a get a girl that they may not want to see. Exactly. That, yeah. Exactly. So whenever I I tell a girl, hey, uh, let's go out to a movie. What do you want to see? It's usually some bullshit ass horror movie that <laughs> that I don't want to see. Right. And no, because they want that protection feeling. You, you know what? Protect them. So yeah. even if I'm buying the ticket, a female influenced me to buy a ticket. They are the reasons behind the success. Of I still think I'll it's more. Stand by I, that. I still think it's dominated more by men. Yeah. In my opinion, because when you think about you're talking it, about as a ticket buyer or as who? a ticket buyer, it's still male dominated to me. Because yeah. think about all right, not even that. Just just think about like a. What is this? That's stereotype for a second. When a man is dragging a woman to a movie, what genre of the movie you think he's watching? Action movie. Action movie. Yeah, horror when a maybe. woman drags a man to a movie it's to a watch love it, love movie. Exactly. <laughs> it's not horror first. Uh, yeah. It's not horror hey, first. Horror might be the last on the list because she don't want to watch that. She want to watch the thirteen going on thirty or the the Notebook. Well, shout three. out to you, you know guys I mean? for having more wholesome dates than me. Yeah. Well, yeah, you take you guys. Yeah. Girls that, yeah. Who you date? You watching those girls? <laughs> over, you got. <laughs> <laughs> you watching girls that want to go see baby they're boys? Toxic as fuck. God damn, they're toxic women. Man. If they ain't a fight, then they ain't a good movie. Let's yeah, go see th- unless Texas somebody's getting their head, head cut off in the first fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre Six. Right? Uh, Come on, uh, exactly. Yes, uh, shout There's out nothing to you wrong with that. I know it. Ha- I know it happens, but I just think I agree with Tommy that there's more men that wants to go. If we dragging the girl to go see something that she. Oh, that's going to be super scary. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? She didn't really sign on for that, but she yeah, did. Because that's what I'm, she I'm wants. I'm glad you brought that up. Let me tell you about this dick move that Sean oh, pulled damn, on me. Oh, damn. He's about to tell a story. Oh, goddamn. You man. know what? Sean, I told, me and Sean said, hey, we both have dates. Let's go see Mission Impossible together. Remember Mission Impossible? They had the Henry Cavill in it. We mm-hmm. had to wear the mustache mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. I told Sean what seats me and my girlfriend were dating at. Oh, you know I- what Sean did? He bought seats Above our row, <laughs> I came. I said, I came. I said, he wanted to sit behind. He wanted to sit above me and my date, so he can look down. That's a dick move. No, I don't remember and I that. called you out in front of your date. That's the kind of dick move, Sean. Uh, no, no. But you're, you're a good friend, Sean. But that was bullshit. I you, remember, you knew uh, what to, you knew what row we were sitting. I don't at. remember that, but I do remember taking the girl and your girl like they'll be looking over there at her leg or something. <laughs> you heard that? <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck! She had a slip in her leg. It was all and, like you know. Yeah, Sean's day had her feet up on the seat. <laughs> Pet peeve of me. Don't put your seat up at the movie theater, man. You're not at home. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, I heard your girl. Don't be looking over don't there. Be lo- don't be looking at her. <laughs> that was real embarrassing. <laughs> at the climax of the movie, oh, yeah. don't be up. looking at her fucking legs. Jeez, oh, that's hilarious. I'm, I'm, I'm upset you heard that. Sean. I I'm did. Sorry. It. I never forget that. that, was, that was, <laughs> yeah. Don't funny. be looking at her fucking legs. I got scared too. I started watching the theater. I started eyes strictly on the screen. <laughs> My popcorn. <laughs> oh, that's 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 fucking. <laughs> I gave I gave Sean shit. I sat right next. There was no man rule. I sat right next to Sean that entire movie. Like you, that was a dick move, Sean. I I, I didn't. I wanted. I don't I, remember doing this. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, he did. He thought I was gonna sit below him. He could put his feet up behind my seat. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm sitting right next to your ass. Oh man, that's, that's funny. That's funny. All right, man, all right. Well, well, that's well. 
Forrest Gump says. That's all. I, that's all I got to say about <laughs> yeah. that. My final thought is, women just just stay in the lane that works for you. Yeah. All right. You got laid that night too, didn't you, Sean? I don't remember. Pretty much, probably. I don't know. Like, it happens all the time. Yeah. You lose track of this kind of thing. <laughs> I don't even remember going to this movie, but okay. All right. <laughs> all right. Y'all want to get to this family feud yeah, segment right good. here? Yeah. All right. Let me go first. All right. All right. All right, y'all ready? Y'all mm-hmm. got, the, got your thinking caps on, right, man. I know y'all cheating me. I y'all yeah, be having y'all cheating. cards before I come in here. All right, man. Well, next time get get here on time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, point taken. Uh, point taken. Uh. Jackass trying to make us feel bad. Hell yeah. <laughs> Last time I came here, we drove by the street. We got damn. There goes Tommy right here. Man, I got whiplashed and shit. <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all stupid. <laughs> all right, like, I need to get the giggles out. Oh damn! Ooh, right. <laughs> damn, I'm having a good time, man. I'm, a, this this was, I'm having a great yeah, time. Fun, thank you. Fun, thank all you. right, name a movie in which the hero gets fired. <laughs> Office Space gets fired. Uh, he got he got promoted in that. What am I talking about? Yeah, he got, he got fucking promoted. All his buddies got fired. He got oh, the promoted. One, the one guy got fired who had like the red stapler. Yeah, But I'm sorry, that's not on here. Nope. Sorry, sorry. Uh, where the good that, guy gets the fired. Movie where the hero oh, Jerry Maguire. Number one answer right there. Well, okay, all right. I might need some, I'm now, number two, I have no idea what it is, but if y'all get it. Y'all Network? Uh, no. Nope, that's not on here. The hell? I'm gonna Google this movie. I don't know. Like the hero up shit. gets fired. A movie where yeah, just think about a movie in general where somebody gets fired. It's not too many of them. Yeah, I don't know. Let me Google this second answer because I don't feel like. Oh, damn! That is a tough. This one. is tough. So you said Jerry Maguire was number one. Jerry Maguire was number one. A great scene. Great scene. Yeah, this movie came out in the fucking seventies. Any um, like Jim Carrey movie? Um, oh, uh, Dog Day Afternoon is that on there? No, it is not. Uh, yeah, this is number two one has like Sally Field in it from the seventies. Oh, I'm just gonna guess neither one of you. It's called uh, Norma Ray. No, I never heard of that. Heard this, it was from the seventies, but whatever. Yeah. Now one of them I brought up in my uh, hidden gym segment. It has uh, Aaron Eckhart in it. Like he's a guy who uh, represents like a uh, big tobacco. That's right. Thank you for smoking. Thank you for smoking. I never saw that one yet. I was yeah. glad you said that. Is that is a great fucking movie. I've heard it. Okay. One of his best performances ever. That was a great fucking movie. I love watching it. Oh, Falling Down? Oh, no. oh, that's a great movie. I don't know if he got fired. Did he get fired? Oh, wait. He was over with uh, Michael Douglas? Yeah. Yes. When he was, Where he goes fucking crazy? He goes postal. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if he got fired, though. No, I just think he had like a, like a psychotic break or something. I don't think he got he fired. He just lost his mind. He, yeah. he had got fired. He had got fired a couple weeks prior. Oh, it's a Will Ferrell so, movie. Um, he got fired. He had to live on the lawn, on his own lawn. What? Remember, he uh, is older. Oh, well, everything must everything go. must go. I yeah. remember that movie. That was a good movie. But yeah. Was, okay. I feel like this list is too tough. Like, can yeah. I give out the answers? Yeah. Some let's of these go. Is, uh, disclosure. Yeah. Y'all remember that one? But uh, I think it was a. Uh, is Michael Douglas in that one, or is that a uh, Richard Gere? I can't remember. Uh, the Incredibles. I guess that's a subtle one where he, he gets fired at the insurance company and the Incredibles. Y'all watch the animated movie? That's, that's a classic. I love one. that I remember movie. the first one. And Both the, of those are awesome. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he got fired. The last one is The Hero. I don't think I've seen that one. The Hero. No, no. That doesn't sound familiar. All right. 
I got the next one Probably here. came out in the 60s. Yeah, that's That's a Dustin shit. Hoffman movie. Yeah. The Hero? Oh, actually, I think that's called Hero. Uh, that, that Hero with Dustin Hoffman is Okay, when I think movie. about Hero, I think about Jet Li. Right. That's what that I was good, Jet too. Li. That I was, was good, too. I was about to say Jet Li. All right, I got one for y'all. Give me a movie. Oh, no. Give me a movie character who is green. Shrek. Shrek. That's got to be number one. Number three is Shrek. Damn, he's on number three? Shrek? What's that, Incredible Hulk number one? Incredible Hulk is number one. All right, okay. Leprechaun? Leprechaun is number nine on here. (laughs) (laughs) God. (laughs) Two more answers. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking dick. I told you, dick move. Thanks for telling me your seat, Ryan. Me and my date, we're going to sit above you. Me and my date are above you and your date. Dick move, Sean. I don't remember Dick that. Move. Oh. oh, shit. That was funny. That was funny. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I got the giggles. Hold on, man. Answer the question, right? I, I'm struggling. You guys already did Incredible Hulk. Yeah, two more. Two more, man. Pretty known characters, too. Oh, uh, One is a holiday character. Oh, Grinch. The Grinch. Grinch. That movie sucks. And, um, Wait, which one? The animated one was good. The Jim yeah. Carrey one was terrible. Yes. Um, agree. Very, very popular character. Ever been around forever. Um, Jim Henson made him. Oh, Kermit. Kermit. Kermit the Frog. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's accurate. Okay. Yeah. Very popular. <laughs> you an uh, asshole, man. What's wrong with you, man? Yeah. I must be sleepy. Yeah. That's a normal shot. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, name a movie that features a ghost. 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 Number one. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, the Sixth Sense. That should be on here in this night. Casper. Damn. Casper's number two. Really? Damn, I thought my answer was more clever. <laughs> All right, whatever. A uh, um, movie that features a ghost. What's that movie with Michael J. Fox? Oh, The Frighteners? The Frighteners, yeah, is that it? That was awesome. That's yeah. not on here. I love Ooh, that movie. That was a low-key good one right there. Yeah. Great. Uh, American Werewolf in London. Was he a ghost? That dude that kept talking to him in the street with his head. I broke? guess he qualifies as a ghost. Yeah. Yes, but is he on there? Nope. Okay. Uh, Ghostbusters number three. Yes. Okay. I felt it was uh, too that obvious. That was very obvious. Yeah. Yep. A movie that features a ghost. Number four on the list. I know the name. I have not seen it. Can you tell us who's starring in it? I've never, never seen it at all. No. Number four. I know y'all have seen number five. Thirteen goes? That movie sucks too. That's on there? Yeah, it's got one of the killers from Screen. No. Oh. Thirteen Ghosts is not on there. Oh, okay. One of the no. killers from Screen. Uh Matthew Lillard. He's he's in Matthew Lillard's in that. I, I didn't like that movie. Yeah, it had the chick from American Pie in it. I remember she, Shannon oh, Elizabeth, yes. Yes, she was. Finest. She's always she strong hair. Super fast. Yes. Do we answer all of them? You got two more. Uh, and I've never seen number four. A movie with a ghost in it. Um, uh, let me think. I feel like it's something. so fucking obvious that I'm missing it right now. Yeah. Um, think Tim Burton. What Beetlejuice? Yes. Oh damn it! Yeah. It's got a lot of ghosts in there. Yes. Uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. I, yeah, okay, I get it. And I'm just gonna. You guys got any more guesses? I can't yep. think of anything else. I'm struggling. A ghost story. Have you guys seen that? I have a ghost story. A ghost story. I've heard the name. I've never seen it myself. A ghost story. Never heard of that one. It might be from Asia, actually. Uh, I've never seen it. 
That was number four on the list. All right. You guys did pretty good. Yeah, okay. Not bad. Not bad. All right. Let's get to our hidden gems. Y'all want to start it off while I be all late with my shit and look up one? Yeah, I'll take off here. I'm going to go with a movie. It's called Ouija. Wait, like, I heard good things about that. Movie. You watched it? I did, and I, I regretted it too. I stayed up all night watching this shit. Uh, well, I, I seen it about two or three years ago. I think it came out in 2018, maybe three years ago, four years ago. Um, this is about this mom who does seances, and but it's fake. Like she does fake seances, and she gets paid. She doesn't work. Husband left her. And I think it's like they're like in the 60s or 70s, and. The little girl, like, is always there with her at home because she doesn't have, you know, whenever she comes home from school, she helps out, you know, make something move in the living room or something like that. Well, they get a hold of a Ouija board, and the Ouija board, you know, was supposed to help with the fake seances. It's just to get people to believe that, you know, people who have passed and moved on are still reaching out or they can reach out and, you know, talk to even that scary alone. But, you know, these people want to have some hope and they hold on to anything. And the lady takes advantage of them, but that's the only, only thing she has means to. She doesn't have a job or anything. Well, they get a Ouija board somehow that they find in the basement of all places. And the little girl, she's probably like six or seven in the movie. She starts, like, you know, talking to the Ouija board, trying to be like the mom. When the Ouija board starts talking back, you know what I mean, start answering questions. Kind of like exorcism in a way where the Ouija board, you know, <clears throat> they awaken something that's deep in the, like, in the house. And so there's like a... This ancient doctor who lived there way back in like 1600, 1700s, where he used to do his own, you know, surgeries and hack people up and put this heart in this person's body. He died in that house, but he was evil. So they awakened his spirit and then his spirit gets into the little girl. And then and now this little girl has got this ancient doctor spirit in her from like the 1600s or 1700s. And he's just causing hell. She's little girl just causing hell. The entire movie is super scary. It's creepy. I did not see this one coming. She's crawling on the ceiling. She's killing the girlfriend's boyfriend. Uh, I can't handle what yeah, going on. Yeah, yeah. She's right. doing all kind of stuff. Come to find out when they go in the basement, they have like another room behind this wall where they find like all of his uh, operational stuff, all operation tables, and all that stuff. What he he's been, you know, um, having that stuff there for centuries. He just died of old age, but his spirit was still in the house and got in a little girl and killed the whole family and stuff like that. It was pretty creepy. Um, I think I saw it on Hulu during Halloween, Huluween, but I think it might still be on there. So if you want to watch something pretty creepy, it's called Ouija. That's just the name of it, and it's a horror movie. Give that one a chance. So okay, yeah. All right. I, I've heard good things about yeah, it. Yeah, it's pretty good. It, it looked it looked generic from the previous. It does look generic. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. apparently, that's actually one of the better horror movies. Yeah, it was out. very creepy. It's got some really dark. It kind of remind me of Amityville, uh, the second one. The one just, with Ryan Reynolds. No, no, not that one. That's a remake. But the uh, I think Amityville two is just got like this creepy feel, a creepy music to it at the end and stuff. Uh, it, it, it definitely is pretty creepy. So get that one a chance. So. Okay. okay. All right, man. Let me let me dig in the crate a little bit on this one. I'm gonna take it back to uh, take it back to '94. Oh man, great fucking great fucking year, man. Heck yeah. Ten years old, you know, just being a kid, not worrying about bills yet. And there was this classic movie that me and my cousin used to watch over and over and over again back in the day. And this movie is called Jason's Lyric. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen Jason. That came Lyric. out in '94. Came out in '94, man. man. You want to talk about dating yourself? Like, good God, yeah, you, did, you dated. Now, this is a movie that has um, Alan Payne 
If y'all know him, he's, he was in uh, New Jack City with Wesley Snipes, played his younger brother. Uh, has Jada Pinkett before she got Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Alan and, Payne, uh, thank Jada, you for trying like to the, give the light skin some respect. Oh, man, she had her Jerry Carroll, like a mullet thing going on. Like, oh, man, I don't know how that became a thing with women. But it seemed to yeah, work. Yeah. Oh, Jada Pickett had uh, our guy, uh, Bo Keen Woodbine. He's in everything that we don't. He had a great career. He, if you think about cool. it, his career span, like, it's like, man, he's like a beetle. He's been around forever. He was in The Sopranos. I rewatched the first season of Sopranos. He played. He did? Yes. He was one of the. He was a, a rap artist that uh, oh. Michael, I believe, Tony's nephew, was trying to do business with. His girlfriend was trying to get a record deal. But I digress. Bokeem Woodbine had a great career. Had well, he's still, still going, still going. Did, no no denying that. You're right. You're right. <laughs> still sneaking in fucking movies. Snuck in Ghostbusters. <laughs> he was. Movies. He was in the first Tom Holland Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, the shocker. Yeah, I forgot <laughs> yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, has a uh, Forrest Whitaker in it, and uh, a, a, a very young yeah. Eddie Griffin, yeah, yeah. and a uh, Tretch from Naughty by Nature. Mm-hmm. He had a part in this. This you want to talk about a black classic that seems to. Seems to last the test of time. This is definitely one of them—a classic black love story, man. Like, I can't tell you how how fond I think of this movie when I think about it in retrospect. It it seems to have like all aspects in it. Like, of course, the dad that like gave the boy like a tragic childhood, like seeing their mom get beat or whatever, and uh, single mom, the younger brothers in prison, man, like he can't stay out of fucking trouble, man, and this dude just wants to move on with his life, with his love, man, and he just, everything keeps pulling him back to his old ass life, and this is a guy just trying to fall in love and trying to move on, man, it was just, it's a beautiful fuck, it's a beautiful yeah, love absolutely. story, man, like, and I'm trying to, like, really speak to the white audience out there, because y'all need to be put onto a lot of black classics, oh, yeah. and Jason's lyric is, without a doubt, a black classic. For sure. Because the 90s wasn't all just gangbanging movies mm-hmm. or whatever. Every once in a while, they put out some good-ass shit, some good-ass love stories out there, man. Because black, black people, we fall in love, too. Yeah. <laughs> we know how to do We how to do the love thing, man. Right. We, hey, boo, what you doing? What you doing, man? You want to do this thing together? Like, what's up? <laughs> like, yeah, we, we, we get it. Yeah. And it was, it was just a timeless classic movie. Jada Pinkett earlier in her career, man. Baby mustache she had going on, man. <laughs> Looking all cute and shit. Oh, Lord. I swear. And she's aging really well. She she, if I have she to say for myself, man, she's doing mm-hmm. great. So just one of her earlier movies before she, you know, became like a pretty much a house mom at this point. She doesn't really act anymore. Right. So I just want to shout out Jason's Lyric, man. A classic in the 90s. You'll enjoy it, man. You're welcome. I'm pretty sure it's on HBO Max right now. So go ahead and check that one out. Uh, good pick, Tommy. And uh, I'll put that up there with uh, Eve's Bayou as some of the underappreciated I black movies. That, yeah. that, uh, kind of that a is tough a watch. really underrated movie. Abs- absolutely. It has like Lynn Whitfield and uh, Samuel L., right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it had like the, what's the one girl, Judy? Smoothie. I like to say Smoothie. I don't like to yeah. say Smullet no more. It's Smoothie ever since Dave Chappelle said it. <laughs> he was in that? Oh, uh, no. Was a girl, the, his sister. His sister. Yeah. The, 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 the daughter. That was there when Samuel got a uh, got shot. Yes, played his what? daughter. Yeah, that, I, didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's her. I didn't know that. That's uh, that's his. Uh, that's uh, uh, Jesse's uh, sister. I had no idea. I know. I yeah. know. And uh, she was also in that uh, that one show, Lovecraft Country, or whatever. Uh, with, uh, I gotta get around to seeing that. Yes, with, uh, Jonathan Majors. Mm-hmm. I heard that was. I heard that was a really good one. Same here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We gotta get around to seeing it. Good. Good pick, Tom. Good pick. All right. What you got for us? 
I touched on this earlier in the episode about my love for Paul Thomas Anderson, and I do like to have a little variety in some of the choices I pick on here. But I uh, briefly mentioned Paul Thomas Anderson's directorial debut, and that is a movie by the name of Hard Eight. Um, The lead actor is usually plays a supporting role. His name is Philip Baker Hall. You've seen him in uh, certain movies called Rush Hour. He was a police captain for Chris Tucker. He was in The Zodiac, Bruce Almighty, uh, the uh, uh, Ben Affleck, Jack Ryan movie, The Sum of All Fears, Talented Mr. Ripley. I talked about Magnolia briefly. Uh, He was in uh, The Rock with uh, (coughs) Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery. But... He's usually a supporting role, but he was the lead actor in this. And this is pretty much a gambling professional who has a mob past who's making a living in Las Vegas. And he befriends somebody who's uh, pretty much homeless. Uh, and the homeless second lead is a, a comedic actor by the name of John C. Riley, who we've shown our appreciation of yeah. for a number of reasons. And he's yeah. hilarious in this movie. But um, this movie... Uh, the the act the lead actors are not only John C. Riley and Phil Baker Hall, but Gwyneth Paltrow, Samuel Jackson, and only five to ten minutes of screen time. Uh, deceased actor who we all love, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yep. If you want to see one of the best scenes in cinematic history, you need to see a young Philip Philip Seymour Hoffman berating the sixty year old Philip Baker Hall at a crap table, getting him. To pretty much make the hard eight or tough gamble, he was trying to berate him into betting big money on getting on getting the double fours. And uh, it, it's if you want to see just good storytelling and good actors killing their roles, I do think if you're a supporting actor in a movie, you can pretty much dominate and take over a movie just with your limited amount of screen time, which all the actors do in this movie. But I really think you're going to see career best work from all of the actors I just mentioned, including Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson has one of the best careers of any actor on the planet. And I guarantee you most film goers have not seen Heart Eight. And uh, it was recommended to me by my brother who doesn't who seeks out new movies. Unlike I do, I I'm most people who have an interest in in films they usually go towards the actors which i understand that's what you see on screen that's what you pretty much are attracted to i understand that but none of these actors were big names at the time and this movie wasn't a big hit at the time but it was obvious that they were attracted to this material for a reason and it, it really it really holds the test of time it came out in 1996 i'm pretty sure and a little bit before boogie nights and I can't recommend this movie enough. Uh, this is a great story. It's not only thrilling and surprising, but also freaking hilarious. And you're going to see some of the finest actors of our generation doing some of their best work. And you can you can really see this is why their careers skyrocketed, especially Samuel Jackson and Philip Seymour Hoffman off of this. And John C. Riley, he he does serious real well. He's actually he a does. he's actually a good actor. He's oh yeah, he, yeah. He, yeah. He's not all always shaking bake. He, he <laughs> he's actually a, a really good actor. Uh, I implore you for any fans of cinema, Hard Eight, nineteen ninety six, 
fantastic. That's a classic. And the 90s has a lot of classics. Yeah, it does. Good movie. Damn, that was an unexpected one. I'm going to have to check that one out because I'll be honest, I've never heard of that movie. A lot of people haven't. A lot of people haven't. I was surprised my brother saw it. I was surprised because he he didn't know who. I, I saw this because the the director of Boogie Nights made it. I, I saw Boogie Nights. I was like, okay, what what is the director of this made? I wanted to see more of his filmography. My brother had, had seen it just because he's, it came out and he was of age and said it was a pretty good movie. Right. So it's good. It's really good. I, well, I don't I think either one of, yeah. I don't think either one of, and Sean, you love the casino like I do. Oh, yeah. Don't yeah. try that slot machine trick that Philip Seymour. Oh, Hoffman I got to watch it teaches. now. Yeah. <laughs> he pretty much says this is how you can make $200 coming in, in the casino with $20. You will. Get your ass locked up. Oh, yeah, I bet you will. It, it could work. It could work. But, yeah, check that out, guys. I think y'all enjoy it. Let me ask y'all a quick question before it leaves my brain. What do y'all think is the best movie that had a casino theme to it? Casino, maybe? That's got to be the best. Yeah. Casino. Damn, that, that that wasn't mine. It wasn't yours? No, I was I was honestly the best casino theme movie. I, I, Ocean's Eleven popped in my head. That was awesome. Yeah. I love it. I love Ocean's Eleven so much. Because you think about other casino theme movies like you know reindeer games or whatever Rain like, Man like casino <laughs> Rain Man like there's a lot of theme like casino movies yeah. out there I was like man I wonder, what, I wonder what Ryan was thinking man if you were going to be goofy I've you got put Hangover casino. in there yeah. because you have like a Hangover's a good one yeah. Hangover you could even throw Rush Hour two in there if yeah. you want to no you know what well, I was actually baiting to see if you thought well I don't know if you want to call it a casino movie but Casino Royale would that count it. Because to an extent, that was more like a little private casino. Because I, I didn't know, I don't remember if it was actually inside a casino. They had a private game room for yeah, like the, the high exactly. poker. Yeah, that that was a luxurious hotel that had a private game room. Okay, but that 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 might be the best James Bond movie ever. Casino Royale might be the best James Bond movie ever. So I and it, I didn't even know how to play Texas Hold'em. I love that. Texas Hold'em's a big part of that. Oh, story. I still don't know how. <laughs> No desire. All I know is anybody that plays that shit, they're either really happy or very broke. (laughs) Tommy, let me ask you this. Uh, There is a guy who was a mobster who was the original um, founder of the Flamingo Hotel. Mm -hmm. They made a true. I think it had Warren Betty in it. Is it called Bugsy? Yeah. That, was, that was a good one. I, I I vaguely remember that, but that was. Have you that seen was, uh, yeah, Twenty One with? Uh, oh, that had um, um, what's the name? Um, uh, Kevin Spacey. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Is Kevin Spacey? Yeah, yeah. I, I seen like that. I seen bits and pieces of yeah. it. Based on a true story. Cool. That, yeah, that was yeah, all right. They were teaching them how to count cards and stuff. Yeah. That was all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Enjoyed no, that. that. It was all right. That, that wasn't too bad. No. Yeah, that wasn't too bad. I still say Casino. But casino rules for me also. Well, Casino is a really long movie, but I just. I like like the beginning of it, like the middle of it. They kind of lose me a little bit because yeah, I it kind of gets it. like muggy. But at the end, when they when they go like fucking God mode and kill, kill everybody, everybody yeah. I was like, oh fuck! Right, Joe Pesci got it real bad. Bro. Oh yeah. my god, yeah. they did him dirty. But you know that, that was he, in Indiana, he had right? It deserved it. That wasn't in Indiana. That cornfield was in Indiana. Perfect cornfield too. Yes, oh. they killed him in Indiana. Damn it! Oh, you know what freaked me out? I got like hype, and I don't even know why. When I was watching the show, The Boys. Uh, they actually referenced uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, really? in the show. It freaked me out for a second because apparently, he, like, he did something, and then like the Homelander like dropped him off unconscious in like some random city. 
<laughs> and he's like, the dude goes into like this restaurant that I know is not in Fort Wayne for the for the uh, 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 just just for reference. Uh, and he goes inside. He's like, he's like, where the hell am I? He's like, she's like. Fort Wayne, mm-hmm. and he's like, "What?" <laughs> That's what we say. That's yeah, like, like what awesome. everybody says when they're yeah. in Fort Wayne. I was like, "What?" They, were, they, were, awesome. they referenced that on that Supernatural show. There was a, some kind of alien in Fort Wayne that they were trying to look for. It's like, "Are you ready to go to Fort Wayne?" He's like. I don't know where that's at, but let's go. <laughs> I yeah. think it's in Indiana. I don't know. I heard that popped up in the my player mode in and, one uh, of the 2K. 2K. Yeah, yeah, they were disgracing Fort Wayne. <laughs> yeah, they going to some carnival. And stuff. Yeah, you got to start off playing for the Mad Ants, start yeah. your career. Yeah. <laughs> and the players like, there's nothing to do here. Thought he was going to go to the Lakers. You play for the Lakers uh, team, their, their alternate, their whatever it's called. Uh, um, the, little, uh, the little affiliate, affiliate team. Like team the, like, and then uh, they trade you to Fort Wayne Mad Ants. Oh. And he was like, they just showed like a cornfield he's just looking at it in the in the in the abyss and off into the distance and i so, gotta buy that too that's care. so disrespectful i know god damn it, it so. absolutely is oh, all, right. all right i just i that i just wanted to bring it up because that that just, it kind of freaked me i was like oh my god like we're kind of famous <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like people know about fort wayne yeah. enough to reference us as a shitty town. Right, right. <laughs> fort wayne <laughs> that'd be known for something like yeah. that. oh i guess all right man let's send this out right man i'm gonna send this out man just to just to kind of ease it out a little bit because you know, I feel like I, I I go too hard on the ladies sometimes with my opinion. But I, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't hate women. I love y'all, oh, man. man. They out there with pitchforks right now. Pitchforks, man. They better have a spatula. They're going to kick my ass down. Y'all know this track. Ladies night. Is this what this is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Little Cam back when she was black. <laughs> Before she changed colors on us. Have you seen Little Kim lately? Looks like Michael Jackson, Jackson in his She looks like an anime character. Yeah, it's bad. Out of her mind. I don't know what the hell happened to her, man, but her and Madonna stopped with all the fucking plastic surgery, man. You was cool before then. Now you just look like an old ass version of yourself, and like right. you're like you're like a sex robot. <laughs> yeah, they look ridiculous. It looks weird. Man. She is horrible. Looking. Oh, damn, she was nice too, man. Even with she's the little, she's actually a good rival butt teeth. Yeah. I was kind of into it. Mm-hmm. I like the old look him. Yes, oh, known for being a hoe, unfortunately, but yeah. she's. She's, she's a good rapper. Still one, good best, still one of the best MCs ever. No denying that. Is she your favorite female MC or you got one other one? Uh, I've been told Lauren Hill doesn't count, so yeah, she's I'm going like, to go with Rod Digger. I was going to say Rod Digger is pretty dope. I'm going to say I want a banger. Yeah, she's a little manly for me. Oh, you, oh, you want to know who I was into back in the day? Who's this? The Brat. Oh, I forgot about the Brad, 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 Brad Rocks, yeah. The Rocks. Oh, my, oh my god. And when you saw her when she had like her little sexy phase when she started to put on bikinis and <laughs> I'm like, damn, you've been hiding that under those baggy ass jeans. Like, damn, girl. You got something going on. Uh, can't forget about Eve too. Eve had a little Well, Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott was a this Kelly is kind of like wishy-washy because she sings a lot, but yeah. I know she's like technically she's a, a rapper. rapper. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Yeah, man, okay. Missy Elliott, MC Light, man. Uh, y'all ever heard of a Rhapsody? Y'all ever heard of her music? Who? Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. I know who you're talking about. Yes, yeah, no, I haven't listened to a CD yet. Yeah, she's a relatively uh, new artist, whatever, but she's she's pretty fucking dope, All man. Right. All right, man, let's just send y'all out like this, man. Thank y'all for tuning in to Cinematics of Us, man. Uh, ladies, I love y'all. I don't hate y'all. I just want to let y'all know I have a difference of opinion sometimes, and sometimes it might be a little harsh. Yeah. But no, overall, I love y'all. I respect y'all. I appreciate everything y'all do with y'all. Sure. Oh, yeah, we love you. You had some good points there. I know. I see where you're getting at. Oh, man, they, they be harsh with us, man. Sometimes it's hard to hear the truth sometimes, I hear man. I hear that. 
Alrighty. Well, that being said, man, I'm gonna take us out, man. We'll say everybody, man, thanks for tuning in and go out and see a movie this weekend, man. Have a good weekend. All right. Good night. Have fun, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh.